Konshu no Steam Machine Podcast, 1980s Ninda no Nihan, Yakuza Zero, Ongakokio Nirishama. You also fucked up Nihon. You said Nihon. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Neon, Nissan. Whatever. I knew I was going to get it wrong. I'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> he won't fix Nothing's We have never once post. fixed anything in post. Uh, hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and joining me as always are the Destructo Bros. What's up, y'all? It's Nate again. Hey, it's Billy, and we've got what? a friend. What? I bet you did. I bet you didn't oh, know we God. had friends. I'm your friend? Oh, shit. What do I do with this? What do I do with this information? I don't know how to process this. Hug us. What? Naked. Hug us naked. Oh, oh. That's what you can do. Oil, oiled up. Yeah. <laughs> so he just this- disconnected. What the hell? <laughs> so this is one Rhythm Master Paul Korn, as he's known in the Tadpog Nation. He is also the author of a comic. Is that right, sir? Tell everybody about yourself. Introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm Paul Korn. Uh, if you're familiar with the general Tadpog expanded universe, you've probably heard my voice on a few things. Um, but uh, yeah, if you don't know me, uh, I write comics on the side. Uh, the current thing that I'm working on is a series called Waifu Apocalypse. Uh, it's basically uh, a zombie apocalypse, but if uh, anime girl body pillows came to life and started murdering nerds at a convention. Uh, it's very silly. It's very fun. Uh, but uh it's one of those things that I, I love pitching to people at cons because you get a very you you get you get a very uh, pronounced reaction from anybody who hears that premise. You know, they they either need it in their hands immediately or they are already walking away from the table. Um, so so yeah, I I I really enjoy doing that. Uh, we we have the first. Uh, three issues completed if i remember correctly and uh the inks are being done on issue four uh i've got the script for issue five done so uh it's moving along uh i gotta get back to i gotta get back to the grindstone on that but uh i've had other stuff going on so uh hopefully i can get that uh, get that going um quit making excuses paul having children is not other things going on (laughs) (laughs) oh that's right that's right man uh yeah that's awesome though like the moment that you first told me that it was waifu pillows coming to life and killing people, I was like, "That's fantastic!" Mm-hmm. Like they're absolutely- and they're still they're they're still just pillows. They're just wobbly. They have like little shark fin things that are nubbing onto you know the weapons. They should not be able to hold them because they're all like the replica things at the <laughs> at the convention. You know those in cheap Buster swords and whatnot. You know, but uh, <laughs> that'll still kill and kill a nerd dead. So you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I've read. I think you're calling it issue zero at the time, kind of like your pilot mm-hmm. version of it. And uh, yeah, they can they can satisfyingly kill a nerd dead for sure. Oh man, that's awesome, Nate, sir. Before I get into asking how everybody's week was and everything, I, sir, I'm I'm very curious, and I don't want to forget it's something for you. Um, they've been releasing new footage for the new Sonic game, and I saw some stuff today that sparked my interest even more. But I'm curious how you feel about it. 
So I'm a little torn on it, to be honest, because there's parts of it that look really fun and really good. And there's parts of it that are just like, what are they thinking? And part of it comes down to this way they've been releasing the marketing, I feel like is really bizarre. They've been releasing like like several minute long clips of certain aspects of the game. Like the first one they released was showing the open world and the movement in the game. And the world looks great. Like it looks nice, but the movement looks really bad. But I think that the person playing the game did not know how to play the game because he kept doing weird things that you would not expect somebody playing a Sonic game to do. And I don't know if that's hopeful thinking or if that's really that this guy was just bad at Sonic games. <laughs> oh, Dan, we're, we're going to show this game off. Let's get the Polygon dudes that did that Doom review to play it. <laughs> Nate, I think you just need to accept that your life would be materially better if you just didn't like Sonic. You wouldn't be disappointed like this. Don't stop hurting me, Paul. Let me <laughs> let me hold out hope that there's going to be a good Sonic game. <laughs> He's literally had the first good, like, actual good, not just good for video game movies, movies in video game movie <laughs> history. I, like, at this point, Sonic, it's Sonic's game to lose. He's killing it. No, you're, Sorry, no, Dalton, please I go. sent Nate uh, an outside Xbox video the other day because it opens with something about Sonic 06. And Mike, uh, the guy from the show, is just like, you know, in the Sea of Sonic games, sometimes it's kind of hard to find a good one. And... I think it was uh, Andy from Off Camera just goes, is that because there's so many of them? And Mike just starts fucking laughing. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. And I'm just like, oh, I feel so bad because that's what I always hear is that there are some banger Sonic games, but there are a sea of bad ones. And I just, I don't know. It was a series that I had Sonic for the Game Gear. And like, that was my experience with Sonic for years. That was all I played. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't have much say in it. I like the 8-bit Sonic games aren't terrible, but I think that the Sonic Game Gear ones do kind of lose a little bit, just because even compared to the Master System versions of the same games, although most of them didn't come out in the US on the Master System, only on the Game Gear, but, like, you lost some screen resolution, and, like, the Antlion fight at the beginning of one of them is almost fucking impossible on the Game Gear, because you can't see where the rocks are going to fall oh. from offstage. They just drop on your oh, head. I real good at Emerald Zone. <laughs> that, nice. that was about it. I never got much so further than that. Is, is Emerald Zone the first zone of uh, Sonic 2 I for Game so. Gear? Um, yeah, that, that's not right. I think the second level was some cart, minecart thing, and it was... That's right! That, that would have the minecart yeah, level! I, was, or wow. not, I wasn't awful. I was awful at it. Um, but yeah, this this new this new one, um, I, I saw today that there's RPG elements and like an XP system and stuff, and I'm like, what? Immediately, you know, me, RPG player, my brain's just like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, but... Do you worry a little bit that Kirby Forgotten Realms may, or Forgotten Land might be eating this game's lunch? Because it kind of came out first and was like a great transition into a 3D open world. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that because like Kirby looks like a good game and everything I've seen about it's been good. And I don't know. I'm hoping that, like, I've heard now that they've officially said that they were showing off an early build of the game. Like, it's not even like the most recent version of the game that they're showing in trailers. And it was like, then don't do trailers. Wait until you have something. Like, stop, stop. Stop. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not impossible that we're wrong about it, too. Because, like, I mean, shit, when we first saw early shit from uh, Multiverses, like, that looked like trash until people got their hands on it and yeah. started playing it, you know? And now it's like, that is, like, the platform fighter I'm the most hyped for. Y'all want to talk about no, Multiverses? I accidentally, I accidentally closed my Wikipedia page, so I'm pulling it back up. Uh-oh. Yeah, I got- <sighs> Sorry. This is going to be a really smooth transition. Yeah, I was hoping that the Sonic game turns out decently, but we'll see what happens. I'm still going to buy it because that's the stupid thing that I like to do. 
but I think I'll I am going to definitely get it on PC because I feel like that has the best shot of being the best version of the game. Yeah. And even if it blows chunks, there might be a mod for it that kind of fixes yeah. some of the problems. That's the big thing. Mods where you can turn Sonic into Randy Savage or something. Yeah. My God, Finally. Fantastic. The cream of the crop Actually, mod. I want a mod that turns <laughs> Sonic into Freakazoid. <laughs> And just man, I haven't thought about almost. that cartoon in a while. <laughs> Bazinga! Not not to be confused. <laughs> he said Bazinga. The, the podcast no, 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 is no, no, over. No, no. Hold on, hold on. That is where that originated. Is Freakazoid said Bazinga? Highly doubt. Going to Google it, but if you're wrong, the podcast is canceled. <laughs> I, I swear, I think that's where uh, what's his face from uh, Big Bang Theory got it was from Freakazoid. Because didn't he used to go Bazinga and then he boom take off. I I don't remember that. I but don't I, either. I, I'm not I'm not up on the Freakazoid deep lore, so I'm willing to be wrong <laughs> about this. <laughs> I know that his friend is uh, Sergeant Mike Cosgrove, uh, voiced by Ed Asner, if I remember correctly. That is also, um, I think, correct. If it wasn't if it wasn't Ed Asner, it was a dude doing a great yeah, Ed Asner yeah. voice. <laughs> oh, fuck it, I'm looking up the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, my brain got. Uh-huh. That was Ed Asner. That was Ed Asner. Sorry, I said that like wrong like four times. That was Ed Asner. Right. Um, His catchphrase is "freak out." I know, but we're and then to change back, he says "freak in." Uh, spoon. I'm, let's do the tick instead. I might be wrong. So <laughs> that, yeah, let's, have, let's do the tick. I have the tick a, owned. Uh, a premise to pitch you, gentlemen. Okay. Okay. Actually, before we get it, before we get... does it does it? How many bazingas are in this absolutely uh, premise? None. Absolutely none. None. Okay. You are allowed one half of a bazinga. You could say bazi or inga, but you can't say them both together. Paul, what do you know about phasmophobia? Have you played it? Uh, I have not played it. I I know I know it from osmosis. Shandra's played it some, uh, but uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of people talking about it. But I'm just not one for spooky games, really. You know, <laughs> scary That's things great. scare me. So you know. Uh, uh, you're you're what scientists refer to as <laughs> yeah yeah. That's that's the that's the medical term. Okay. Well, you might still be able to appreciate this. So I was thinking about this the other day, and I don't remember what exactly sparked it, but hear me out. Imagine a licensed phasmophobia, but like good licensed. We're talking like uh, Shadows of Mordor licensed, not Batman Forever licensed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where the levels are like iconic areas from films and cartoons. Like uh, I said, for instance, Casper's house. You know, like you're in that house from the movie Casper and there's a 33% chance that you get one of the uncle ghosts and they're going to fuck with you. Right. But there's a 1% chance that you get Casper and he helps you finish all your tasks and shit without fucking anybody up. Right. So that's just one example. Go into maybe uh, the family guy house. Meg finally snapped, murdered the whole family. And now it's haunted. What the so now you have to go in there and figure out which member of the family is haunting it and what type of ghost they might be, right? Um, you go into a an abandoned like arena where there's a ring set up and there's a ghost there and it's Undertaker, but like what kind of ghost is he? And when he when he starts to chase you, purple smoke starts to appear on the floor as you're running around, right? There are so many ways you could go with the Simpsons. Who did it? Probably Bart, but who knows? Right, Maggie killed everyone with a fucking axe. <laughs> she did shoot J Jr. Damn it, Fisher <laughs> <laughs> Burns. <laughs> the ultimate crossover of Pyrrhic and Pyrrhic died. 
<laughs> but no, I just think that it would be cool, man. Like, uh, there are so many ways that you could go with it, but I guess having those licenses would be a pain in the ass. So you'd probably have to pick one. Yeah, yeah, and that, that would there. be the trick. Did did so, uh, I? I think I remember reading about this, but maybe I just imagined it. Did somebody ever do like a mod of it with like Scooby Doo stuff? There, there is a mod that turns the van that you go on your escapades in into the. Uh, it looks like the mystery machine. Yeah, I, I feel like there's some. Uh, I feel like there's room there to focus. You know, like you could do kind of a campy, you know, m- hijinks version of Phasmophobia with you know, kind of the Scooby Doo skin all over it. Hey, I feel like that Scooby Doo lends itself to it the best anyway, because you have all the different like possible humans that are in charge, like responsible for the hauntings instead of an actual ghosts, like Old mm. Man Smithers again. Yeah, and locations. You know, locations. There's been all kinds of locations in Scooby Doo that you could pull from as well. Yeah, yeah. they they've been going at it for how how long has that series been on? Has it been the sixties? That's what 70s? I was going to say. I think it was the sixties, right? Was the, I think it was yeah. late sixties. I was just saying the late sixties, early seventies. I think like nineteen seventies. Sixty-eight. There've been so many. Ah. There've been so many versions of it too. Like fucking. Like the ill-advised attempt to add a family member to the group. I'm talking about Scooby Dumb. I'm talking about the one we don't speak of. <laughs> but I, I think it'd be like, don't hate on. We all we like Scooby Dumb. Yeah, but like Scooby Doo be like a really good one because like you can have its own like art style because like the more animated than like what you have with Phasmophobia, you could do a lot with just the way it looks. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Do it like Borderlands, like cell shaded. That'd be mm-hmm. cool. And make yeah. it cartoony. Ah. Ooh. The, the problem is, though, you would know which door the ghost is coming out because it's the only one that's slightly lighter than the other ones. Trademarks, the machine podcast. Uh, TM, 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 TM. Oh, that would be so fucking cool. I might start, we should, I'll start fucking around in Unity and see if we see what we can do. <laughs> Look, I have Unity. I know C Sharp. Let's go. Uh, um, yeah, that was that was basically all I had for the beginning stuff is... Uh, my my phasmophobia idea. How have you been this week, gentlemen? Anything interesting happened to any of you? I mean, it's been a good enough week, couple weeks for me. I've been like on this big '80s kick lately with Stranger Things coming back, so it's been really nice to uh, really nice transition because I've been on a big Sega kick and a big '80s kick. So like everything's just coming up. Turtle Bear Man right now, like. <laughs> Like, the new season of Stranger Things, like, it's releasing in two parts, so the first part has come out, and this is the best the show's been since season one, in my opinion. Like, this season's been freaking awesome, and, like, I'm dying here. Bring the second part out now, because I cannot wait until, I think it's June 1st, July 1st, for it to come out. I'm like, no, it's too long. (laughs) And then... Yeah, and then we started binging the series from the beginning after we finished what we have of season four, so... Yo, so how does how does it hold up like over time? Because like I've only watched the first season and like the first episode of season two, and then I stopped subscribing to Netflix because I'm <laughs> broke all the time, constantly, forever. But like, how wh- how would you say like the arc of it is? Like, what parts do you think stood out the most so far in on rewatch? Yeah, so for me, I think that. Season two was a lot better than I remembered it because, like, season two, they made a lot of changes from season one just with, like, character relationships and story arcs, and it felt different than season one, and I don't think I was ready for it when it came out. Um, And season three kind of follows more along the way season two was laid out. So I think knowing, going into it this time, knowing it would be different, I enjoyed season two a lot more than I did the first time. And then season four, it just takes, like, this 
big, huge, darker twist to it. And like, I was getting real Nightmare on Elm Street vibes from season four. And then at the end of one of the episodes, um, guest starring Robert England. (laughs) I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, they've really hit me with that. Because, like, the whole time I was sitting here watching this, I'm getting Nightmare on Elm Street vibes. And then I didn't even realize they put freaking Robert England in one of the episodes until I saw his name pop up. I didn't recognize him until after the episode. (laughs) Because that guy's guy's such an incredible actor, to be honest. That guy's one of the best horror actors out there. Oh, yeah, dude. Have you seen Wes Craven's A New I Nightmare? I haven't. That, I know that was supposed to be good. It's the sev- it's the seventh Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like the one after they rebooted, and uh, he plays Robert England, <laughs> who previously played Freddy Krueger in it. <laughs> Meta. It's incredible. Uh, you, uh, yeah, it's... Sorry. Uh, have you, go, have go you ahead, ever read a, yeah. read a book called uh, Slash of the Titans? Sla- no, I haven't. It's, no, uh, it, it's like a... I don't know the best way. It, basically, it kind of compiles all the da- uh, all the interviews and information that they have about all the attempts that they made to make the uh, Freddy versus Jason movie because that movie had been in production hell for like a, over a decade, and there are so many different versions of that movie that got like yeah. either pitched or you know a script was written or anything like that. It's really interesting stuff. Like there, there's one where it's like a a court case thing, huh. you know. Uh, there's <laughs> one where Jason is a, uh, like, he, he can't sleep, you know, like, and that's one of the reasons that he's killing people. And so, like, the, <laughs> there's this whole thing about, you know, like, people trying to make him sleep so that Freddy can kill him or something. There's, there's a couple of. Ver- did, did you forget the word for a person that, that can't sleep? Did you forget the word for a person who can't sleep? Because it's like, you're like, yeah. he's a, uh, it, he can't just, sleep. I'll give you a D- Dave tells. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there's, there's a couple of, uh, there's, there's a couple that I remember where they pitched, uh, Freddie was a counselor at Camp Crystal Lake, uh, and, uh, there are that some sucks. implications there that, that, uh, not gonna get too deep into, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, there was one, there was a rumor I always remember growing up that, like, that people told me, well, not growing up because the movie came out when I was like in my twenties mm-hmm. or whatever. But like, there's something that people always like rumored to me, which was the original intended ending of the film was they would keep on fighting and they would kind of get dragged down into some other dimension, and all of a sudden Pinhead would just show up and be like, "Gentlemen, what?" Yeah, I remember reading about that idea. You know, is that, is that uh, in the book? Is that uh, here's the real? thing: I like, forget, like uh, I get a lot of information, you know, from Chandra, and then like things that I read, and so I can't, okay. I can't remember exactly where that popped up in my general pop culture osmosis thing. But uh, I do remember hearing that at some point. But it's a good book. It's. I think they also wanted to do like an Ash versus Freddy versus Jason, which I think they eventually. Yeah, made into yeah, comic I remember book. hearing about that one. I don't know much about that one, but. But that was a thing that was in some level of production for a while. That sounds like a cool book to me. Love like, it. I would definitely read that. Yeah. I'm always interested in... So you said it was called... Uh, yeah, Slash, Slash of the Titans. Titans. I'll just look that up. That sounds cool. Yeah. 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 Good show. Um, my mind just fucking blanked. God damn, I had something that was totally about what we were just talking about, and it's gone. <laughs> it's, gone. it's been a long it's, it's been a Is long it about Freddy, or is it about Jason? Oh, um, <laughs> the court case thing. I, I can imagine... Like, like, Jason Voorhees comes to the stand and he just walks up there and he just sits down. They start asking him questions. He just fucking st- st- sits there. Like, what is he going to say? Yeah. <laughs> Tilts his head a little bit every now and then. Like, yeah. okay. Phoenix writes his lawyer. He'll be okay. Uh, There's the oh, crossover. Shit. He's getting that we, didn't know we needed. 
Well, if Phoenix Wright's his lawyer, that means he didn't uh, do it, though. Because Phoenix Wright only defended... Except for that one time. There's one case. I, I only played the... I only played the first game. Wow, spoilers yep, for future yep. Peter I, I, I I, I've ruined the entire series for it. <laughs> Don't you defend a killer whale in that game, like one of them? It's fantastic, dude. It's tremendous. Oh, man. <laughs> Please come to the stand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're far off. It's been a while since I've played all those games, but I'm pretty sure there is like there there is a case that revolves around like a water park, like a or a uh, aquarium thing, and uh, I'm pretty sure you do call a dolphin at some point. Uh, <laughs> I know at one point a parrot has been mm-hmm. called to the stand yeah, to testify. Yeah. That is absolutely tremendous. <laughs> oh, I gotta right. play those Phoenix Wright games again. I I, I, I know, need right? to. Um, I believe it was. Adam, Great music. Uh, for, shout out uh, Revival and Extinction, his podcast. I believe he bought me the uh, Phoenix Wright collection for my birthday, and nice. I need to get on those because they're they're that and uh, Danganronpa. I really want to get around to it. Yeah, Danganronpa is also fun. Like yeah, I know they've had that. like eight games or something like that. Like it's it's a very long running series. Uh, I've only played like the first two, but. You're you're a visual novel boy. We, I definitely was there watching you stream uh, one of the nine 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 games and uh, just making fun of the hell out of Dio's <laughs> costume. So I guess that was Virtue's yeah, that, last reward, that was right? in Virtue's last reward. Uh, Shandra and I, when we were streaming more regularly, we streamed nine 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 or nine hours, nine persons, nine doors, and uh, the sequel, Virtue's Last Reward. And then uh, we decided we weren't going to do uh, the third game, Zero Time Dilemma, because. Uh, People generally agree that's not a good one. Uh, I, I I think that there's merit to it, but uh, it is a needlessly twisty and complicated thing set in a, uh, you know, it's done through cutscenes instead of dialogue things. And uh, Uchikoshi, mm. the, the scenario writer, uh, he's the director on all of that, and he's a really good writer. Um, that's, that's basically all I could say. He will not stop <laughs> using Dutch angles. Constantly, it's like Battlefield Earth level of Dutch angles. Um, but sorry, I'm getting really far afield of uh, of whatever. But hey, what's uh, this episode about again? No. It's it's funny y'all mentioned. I'm Dutch angles now. In my Gmail right now, I have Adam's episode on nine 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 waiting for me to edit. Nice. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. He, he just recently played through that. Um, there's a lot of visual novels that I own that I'm like looking forward to getting to eventually. I know these two probably are not looking forward to getting to them. <laughs> but I am. No, I will. I will. T- I've only played like one virtual novel, visual visual novel, all the way through. I've watched like a let's play of another or two of them, I guess. And I've I've played a little bit of Hotful Boyfriend too, which was interesting. I just never. I feel like I played them. enough visual novels watching Paul play the na na na. Yeah, no, you you get the gist. <laughs> I do. I do want y'all to play uh doki doki plus eventually yeah but absolutely the other ones uh we'll we'll see how that goes <laughs> i have you done hotful boyfriend on the show no. before because that might actually be a pretty i don't think i have that game one. but i could get it because that, that's the one that's I always think makes me laugh. i think it's free or very cheap i don't think it's free but it's probably cheap uh i'm sure i could find it somewhere um be it a key site or you know fanatical something like that yeah um Let's go. If you, if you all aren't familiar with it, that's the uh, that's the uh, dating game in which all the when you're a human girl and all the boys mm-hmm. are pigeons, just different kinds of I, pigeons. I have been thinking about uh, maybe just doing it as a Patreon episode because I don't I don't know. Uh, I'll because I have Galgun, 
And mm. I don't know anything about that game other than you use a pheromone gun to shoot horny girls that are running at you to get them to leave you alone. <laughs> that's all. That's all I know. <laughs> you 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 may want to do that one as a yeah. solo Patreon <laughs> one because maybe get Paul in on that. <laughs> He, he likes he likes yeah. the heart he likes the heart pounding type of game. Yeah, um, get Paul in there. He's a pervert. Yeah, he's a horny boy. Let's let him do it. Oh, I, I always say. <laughs> Look, I didn't say it. All I'm saying is, if I knew any of the three of you just standing there in a diaper, hip thrusting in the middle of a jazz club, it would what probably the shit be Paul. is that? <laughs> oh my Paul, goodness, Paul, walking I erection. I can't believe that when I first met that fool, he was called walking <laughs> erection. But yeah, no that. It looks on. I mean, I, I always say like between the three of us normal hosts, I'm the resident pervert, and I get the most uh, out of stuff that like we'll talk about a little later <laughs> in in Yakuza. Um, oh, you know what? Segway. Speaking of Yakuza, I have the obligatory Wikipedia bullshit pulled up for Yakuza. What's that? What's Yakuza? Uh, or I did have it pulled up. Where to go? What the fuck? I'm sorry, do you mean Ryuga Gotoku pushes glasses all the way in through his brain? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want you to know, listeners, that he literally did push his glasses up as he said that. He is not he went through his brain. Yeah, now he's dead, and I think this is going to be a good episode now. It is hey, everybody, actually. Paul's ghost here. Um. <laughs> What's up, Paul's ghost? Oh, I think it's an Oni. I think it's an Oni. Let me look at these. This is a fun fact that Adam actually taught me. Uh. Yeah, Yakuza Zero, or as Paul said, I'm going to try this. Ryu ga Gotaku. 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 Ryu ga Gotaku. Shikai no Basho, uh, which is Japanese for "Like a Dragon Zero." Like a the dragon, place of yeah. Oath. So they pulled a Resident Evil because you know yeah. Resident Evil Seven Biohazard, seven. and then you know Biohazard Seven Resident Evil over here. I wonder, but right. in Japan, could they call this game Yakuza? That, I kind of think that's why they called it like a dragon instead, because I don't think you could have just called the game well, Yakuza. Well, the, the other thing is that, uh, you know, the, the series, uh, this this is a little bit spoilery, but uh, Kiryu's not a Yakuza for the majority of the series, you know. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, so, so far he's been a Yakuza for... <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it's... It's kind of funny because, you know, like, before this game came out, everybody's going to be like, oh, uh, everybody's like, oh, we're going to get to see Kiryu back when he actually was a Yakuza instead of, you know, like a retired c- uh, civilian that keeps getting pulled back in, you know, like, and it's just like, nope, ha- half a chapter and he's out of the Yakuza. Um, <laughs> That's fantastic. Because of shenanigans. <laughs> I also appreciate that they went back and remade the first two Yakuza games in this engine because mm-hmm. I, like... First and foremost, yeah. before I even get into talking about the, the Wikipedia, like I'm impressed with how good this game looks. Yeah, on yeah. PC. Like it's and when I when I went into the settings in PC and it said uh, like use max frames for cutscenes as well, and it just makes the entire game 60 frames per second. It's all so crystal clear, and the transitions are so nice. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about the fact that they remade these because I do not want to have to go back and play a PlayStation era Yakuza game. <laughs> yeah, I think the first game was in 2000, maybe 2001. I'd ha- I'd have to have Wikipedia up to be sure of that, but like, I, yeah, it was a PS2 era game. Yeah, the original Yakuza was released in 2005 in Japan and 2006 ah, okay. internationally. Gotcha. Um, that makes sense because it would have come out after the Shenmue. Yeah, games. That, yeah, that, that tracks. Uh, those, the those uh, other games that I'm looking forward to getting to eventually is Shinmu. 
Now I don't know if I'm going to like Shinbu because this is like what playing these games. It's like what people remember Shinbu <laughs> being. Yeah, it, it, I I've looked back at the Shenmue se- series uh, like in the past few years, and it is one of those things that it's very hard to go back to. Uh, they are very specific in how they do stuff. Um, yeah, I, you know. I've heard that there's the uh, there's a place where they're like, yeah, it's about a two hour walk, and then you walk for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like they're legitimately like oh yeah it's gonna take us about two hours to get there and then yeah it does so <laughs> i mean you kind of like daggerfall too so you like probably use that i do like daggerfall so anyways o-dubs the obligatory wikipedia bullshit yakuza zero is an action adventure game developed and published by sega it is the sixth main entry in the yakuza series and a prequel to the original game it was released for PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 in Japan, March 2015, and in North America and Europe for PlayStation 4 in 2017 in January. Uh, it released on Microsoft Windows, August 1st, 2018, and Xbox One, because fuck Xbox, on February 26, 2020. Uh, a free accompanying game application for the PlayStation Vita, titled Yakuza Zero Free-to-Play Application for PlayStation Vita. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. That's brilliant. That's... <laughs> Oh, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to do something unintrusive, but instead it became way too funny and it broke a thread. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I, I'm, I'm going to be in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was released, that was released in Japan in February 2015. Um, set in late 1988, 17 years before the events of the first game, the story follows Kazuma Kiryu and Goro Majima as they get embroiled in a conflict between various Yakuza factions for control of a patch of land known as the Empty Lot. Uh, the game received generally favorable reviews from critics and is largely responsible for the franchise's rise in popularity and sales in the West, the series being deemed obscure beforehand. Uh, Yakuza Zero was followed up by a remake of the original game, Yakuza Kwame, the next chron- chronological installment of the series. So while Willie's gone, and we can we can talk about it, uh, um, do you think that they'll eventually do Kiwami versions of all the games, or do you think that three through six or three through five, whatever it is, are um, updated enough graphically and stuff? I would say that three through five are updated enough. Like they did remasters where they kind of gave uh, gave it a coat of paint. You know, like they didn't change anything about like the engine or uh, the. the they didn't change anything about the engine or any of the side quests or anything like that, but they did, uh, you know, give it an extra little bit of graphical sheen. And I think that's all they're going to do for three through five. Um, like, I mean, obviously I don't work at Sega, so, you know, I can't know that, but you know, that's just the vibe that I get. Like maybe we would get further remasters if, you know, like we get another console generation and the Yakuza series is still going, you know? Uh, but Considering that the the series has shifted a little bit, you know, like they've moved from uh, they've moved from beat 'em up combat to uh, turn based combat, uh, I don't know uh, like what they would do with that exactly, you know. So, no, and it's the the Judgment series is going to be continuing this style, correct? Yes, uh, in Japan it's called Judge Eyes, in the U.S. it's called Judgment, um, but uh, it's a it, it like. It's about a private detective who works in Kamurocho, the main district that most of these games take place in. Uh, and, uh, like, he has dealings with Yakuza people, but not specifically the ones from, uh, the Yakuza series. Uh, so, you know, there's, uh, there's, 
there's little bits of overlap, mostly just because, you know, you're in Kamarocho and there are certain things that just kind of spill over, you know, like he, he, he knows about stuff with the Tojo clan, but they're not the people that he's primarily dealing with. Cause he's usually dealing with, you know, like private investigator stuff. Like he, he yeah. tries not to get himself embroiled in that stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, that, that game is going to be continuing the brawler combat. Um, though I've heard, oh, sorry. I was just going to say Tojo clan, um, are, are they something to fuck with? Because I've heard about the Wu-Tang Clan, and I'm not certain. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I get, oh, man. I get canceled for Bazinga, and you can say shit like that. Come on. <laughs> but uh, I think Wu-Tang references compared to Big Bang Theory references, I think I come out cooler. Yeah, that's what we always say about you. Good old cool Willy. <laughs> cool, cool hand Willy. That's what they call me. Chilly Willy, baby. <laughs> hey, what? Chilly Willy. We want Chili Willie. <laughs> I can't do a good Barney voice. Um, that's, that's a very specific Simpsons reference. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, someone it's a, it's it's for someone out there, and I appreciate <laughs> that. It's like Mystery Science Theater 2000, the writing room. They always had this philosophy. That joke isn't for everyone, but it's for the right <laughs> ones. But uh, yeah, Judgment. Uh, they there there was some dispute with the. Uh, the actor who plays the lead character in that. So there's, we're not sure if we're going to get more judgment games. <laughs> uh, oh. Like uh, my guess is they've got other characters that in a pinch could be the lead character of that series, you know? Uh, so we'll, I, I have a feeling that they'll continue with one of those guys. If there really are irreconcilable differences, it might be just negotiating in the press, that kind of stuff. But th- that gets pretty in the weeds about, you know, uh, the the business side of all this, so I'll try not to linger on it. <laughs> I mean, we brought you in here because we know you are the the expert on the Yakuza games <laughs> in the first place. So, like, get in the weeds, get deep in uh, the weeds. Man. We need the expert here. We need the yeah, new get guy, deeper, Gatoka, g- get deeper in the weeds than guy. Dalton on a Friday night. Hey-o. Hey, so my question, <laughs> uh, my my, my starting question for you, Paul, is. That's a little private visual joke for us. What uh, what was your first introduction to the Yakuza series? Like, I know you're a huge fan of it. So, like, what got you mm-hmm. into it? And then, what was your first experience with Yakuza Zero? Uh, I started the series with Yakuza Three. Um, I saw. I think it was on Twitter, like, or maybe maybe somebody just linked it on YouTube. But so most of the games, uh, there will be like a few different sequences where you're just like clearing house through uh, through a warehouse or building, you know, with like wave after wave of dudes, you know, and uh, like. The, in every Yakuza game that I can think of, there's always like one of those encounters where you're going through just wave after wave of guys and uh, there's a guy that keeps getting up and coming back into the fight like two rooms later, you know, uh, you know, and he's not like a named character. It's just some guy who's like a mid boss that keeps on hanging on. And so like, uh, like somebody linked a video of like the, that encounter from Yakuza three, where it's a guy that you beat up, you kick him through a door and then you go on and do other stuff. And then he comes back and he's got like a broken nose and he's coming at you with a bat, you know, and then you, and you knock him out. <laughs> he comes back in through a window. He's got a katana, you know, like it, if I remember correctly, it escalates to a chainsaw. You know, like it's just it just keeps going. You know, 
And so that that thing sold me where I'm like, okay, I need to play this game. I think by this time, 4 was out in the U.S., but uh, so I, I picked up Yakuza 3, and I really enjoyed it. It was extremely my shit, you know, and so I, I played 4. Uh, 5 didn't come out until much later in the U.S. Uh, because it was a pretty niche series at the time. Uh, but I got to play that one, uh, and then Zero I got like at release. That was the uh, that that was the first one because because I had kind of forgotten about the Yakuza series when Five came out domestically because they they didn't really advertise it much. Um, but uh, but yeah, like when Zero came out, I was right there day one, and I was super excited about it. And honestly, it's probably the best Yakuza game. Like it, they they knew that this was a way that they could get a new audience, and so they were firing on all cylinders. They were like, "Okay, because this is a prequel, we don't have to worry about a whole lot of complicated lore stuff, you know, about everybody's relationships and everything." There's there's call forwards and things like that, you know, for people who know all this stuff. But you know, like it's it does not feel like you need to have played all the previous games to understand, you know, what all's going on, you know. Um, so it's, so Zero is probably, like, it's, it's definitely my favorite Yakuza game. I think I can make a solid argument for it being the best Yakuza game, you know, because it's got a lot of stuff going on, but it's not bloated, you know, uh, and it's got a lot of variety in how the combat goes because of the, uh, because of the two different playable characters and both of them have three different fighting styles, you know, like it, it all just, it's all clicking. You know, yeah. uh, but it's it, it's great. It's it, it's my favorite favorite in the series. Oh yeah, and th- that's fantastic because I think we were even like on the fence as to whether we wanted to do Yakuza Zero or Yakuza Like a Dragon mm-hmm. first. And I feel I feel like we probably made the right decision. Like Like a Dragon would have been fun. We've played some lengthy JRPGs recently, and I think we were so putting it yeah, in that bucket. Yeah, I mean, know? it, it kind of fits in there. You know, like. Uh, I, uh, I definitely enjoy Like a Dragon, uh, and I'm really curious to see what they do with, uh, for, uh, further, uh, iterations of that series, um, you know, or that branch off, I don't know exactly what to call it, uh, but Ichiban isn't as fully formed of a protagonist as Kiryu is, uh, but the thing that I really like about Ichiban, the guy from Like a Dragon, is that, uh, he has, like, a whole party around him, so you can, you know, kind of build a main character out of, you know, the relationships between him and all the other party members. You can swap in people that, you know, work or don't work, you know, as as needed, you know, and kind of get interesting dynamics that way. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with that uh, moving on. But this this episode isn't about Like a Dragon, so... Um. Well, I, I was very much torn between the two, but I figured with Yakuza 0 being the prequel to the long-standing series... I figured that that would be a good starting point. Although, the next time I pick a Yakuza game, it will probably be like a dragon. Um, de- de- depending, really? Well, Instead of Kiwami depending 1? on how this game ends, and like, is it going to make me want to immediately jump into Kiwami One? You know what I mean? And if so, then maybe go that route. But I'm very interested to see how this fleshes out as a turn-based RPG because, at my heart, you know, I am a fucking RPG turn-based fanatic and i'm just very curious how it like transitions now i have played the first couple hours of that game and it's fucking hilarious right off the bat i'll give it that but so was this game <laughs> you know so like i really enjoy the the whole uh atmosphere i guess you would say the the yakuza humor the world building that they're doing um and the npcs are just tremendous 
Like, there's so many cool people to run into. Um, oh, my, so, my favorite, my favorite description of this series, like any Yakuza game, is imagine that you're watching like a really good Martin Scorsese gangster movie, and it's interrupted every like 20, 30 minutes by an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> that that kind of that gives you a sense of the tone of these games. It's it, yeah. it really shouldn't work, but somehow it does. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just no no no. It's very much like the the uh, the the sub stories. I think they're called are there to like give you some relief from some of the seriousness of the actual main story. For yeah, sure. like the contrast in it, it's like there's points in this game where I've been sitting there laughing mm. my ass off, and there's other points in the game where I'm sitting here holding back tears, like oh god, oh god, like <laughs> it's just the dichotomy of it or the way it just makes you feel things. It's like really impressive, especially for a game where you know. The, the voice acting is all in Japanese, so like you're doing the bulk of the reading yourself unless you're somebody that's bilingual here. So just like being able to get that emotion from the act, the actors are really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, like when I first opened the game, I was like looking through the menu like, I want to change the language because I'm sure the original Japanese voice acting is going to be great. And I was so bummed that I couldn't find the voice acting switch <laughs> or whatever. And it turns out, no, there's there's no English dub. Like I just started yeah, thinking, they like, oh, okay, just great. started doing English dubs with uh, either, I can't remember which came out, if Yakuza 7 came out or uh, I think six. Lost Judgment. Like, I think... It was either Judgment or Yakuza Seven that uh, oh, seven. that uh, seven, okay. had the first uh, dub. Well, technically, the original Yakuza game on the PS2 had a dub. Nobody liked it. Uh, Mark ha- Mark okay. Hamill voiced yeah, I was uh, say, Majima. I guarantee it's trash. Uh, that's what I was about to bring up. Is that I read the other night that Mark yeah. Hamill did yeah. Majima, and I'm like, that's tremendous. Yeah, but that's why I thought Six would have come first. Because so Mark Hamill was the in yeah the in, the, dub? in the original dub back in like 2005 six. So is he like the only professional? Voice I mean, actor that's the only one that I remember like... reading about, but I don't know enough about. Uh, you know, I mean, I know that Sega is kind of famous for having uh, bad dubs, uh, like like you think of your House of the Dead or whatever. But um... <laughs> yeah, now suffer like Oh man, dead. that's good times. That's good times. We do love a Mark Hamill voice acting on this channel or on this yeah, uh, podcast, for though. Sure. For um, sure. So, uh, Nate, Willie, uh, whichever one of you decides to decide to go first. Um, opening thoughts, like when you first started loading up the game, like what were you expecting going into it, and maybe how has it lived up to that so far? You know, what opening just opening thoughts. Yeah, so I don't know exactly what I expected coming into it. I knew that. You know, me and Paul have been buddies for a few years now, quite a few, probably a decade. Good God. I hate you. Oh, um, God, we're old. Yeah. Anyway, so like, I knew he loved the series, but I had no experience with it at all. Like, I'd seen him stream a little bit of Like a Dragon. I was like, okay, this looks ridiculous. So <laughs> I wasn't sure how to expect Zero to be. So when I got in, I didn't have very much expectations at all. But pretty much immediately, I was wrapped up into the world to see how these characters interacted. Your first thing you do, if I remember correctly, is you're on basically a hit. Well, not a hit, but you're supposed to be beating the crap out of this guy to collect money for the bank. And just where it goes from there, just hits you with story fast. And the story is compelling and very, very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very well written, for sure. What about you, Willie? I'll say uh, Paul is also one of the main people that is trying to push me through this series. So, like, I, that's one of the reasons I'm so stoked that he came up. And I'm like, you know we got to have him on for this. But, like, 
he knew that even before we started <laughs> playing. Like, uh, I have another friend in uh, J- who lives in Japan now, Lysandra, who also loves the shit out of this series, which is why I know it's called Ryo Ryo Ryuga Gotoku, something like that, because she always calls it RGG whatever instead of uh, mm-hmm. Yakuza. So it's like I'm I'm like I'm familiar with the series. I'm like I kind of thought it was going to be a little Shenmue-ish, which I've never played Shenmue. So also like I didn't know what to expect. Like I was like so like okay, it's going to be funny, but it's going to be serious, but it's going to be funny. I started playing it. I'm like you know what this game kind of like it has the same balance of striking like the serious and important tones with like the funny and comical side stories. It it reminds me a lot of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Four. Where, like, the tone just kind of constantly switches between, like, this important story where there's a killer and there's dangerous shit happening. And then it's also, like, you know, lighthearted, fun, let's explore the town and find out what's going on type shit. And it's like, but this is so much funnier than <laughs> I expected. Like, I knew it was going to be funny. And I, honest to God, the, the writing and the translation have blown me away. Like, this is just such an immediately charming game that even if I didn't get into it for the story, and yes, the story hooked me the moment it showed up, like fish hooked my mouth with that little you know, what's going to happen with the guy that we beat up in the pub or not in the pub, in the in the empty lot which, that's that's a major plot point, the place called an empty lot um, but you beat a guy up there to collect on a loan and then like, the moment things go south from that, I'm like Oh, I gotta know what happens next. I gotta know what happens next. I'm still, I gotta know what happens next. It's also just when someone comes up to me and they're on the street and they're like, Hey, um, I have my face surgically altered, but I still want to play with my wife and my son. It's like, well, I'm gonna help this guy too. I have not gone back to that guy yet because I'm like, this person is going to punch me in the feels. And I just, I just know it. It, it. it did It did have some feels to it. I did finish it. Uh, yeah. So I basically had the same thing. So... The I, I had heard uh, like Paul mention it before uh, on in Tadpog Discord and stuff, and then also like between outside Xbox and PlayStation Access, like I've heard people talk about Yakuza games a lot, right? And I've always they've always seemed right up my alley because I've always heard that they were just really wacky Japanese fun, and I'm all about that. You know what I'm saying? And so going into it, I was like, okay, I'm not the best at beat 'em ups but I'll give it a shot, right? And I've learned that I really, really, really like rush mode, the rush fighting mode. Yeah. So like that's what I stick to, quick, fast punches. It reminds me of when I used to play uh, the UFC games. I would always make a... I know that's a weird... Mm. But hold on, it's a weird link. But I, w- I would always make a boxer, and I would up his stats where he was real quick, so I would just pop people with quick jabs until their head was damaged and then I'd hit them with a hard right and just knock them out. And that's what, it's almost like I just build up my meter with that and then I switch to, is it Brawl? Is the normal mm-hmm. one, I believe? And yeah. then hit yeah. Y and do one of the finishers that are fan-fucking-tastic, by the way. Ah, uh, the <laughs> but, heat finishers are great. Um, but I want to point out, oh, go ahead. I'm with you, that's like, one of my main strategies in games where you have like the choice of what style you want to use is like even in Dark Souls, I was like use a rapier because I'm like way more comfortable as like a quick poke and stick and move fencer than I am as like a guy that you know gets in and hits yeah. hard. But then even in this game, the fucking beast mode, I've actually kind of enjoyed beast mode, like especially when you have like weapons around in mm-hmm. a crowd. It's beast mode fun. has some of the best heat finishers though. Like if you grab oh, yeah. somebody, yeah. he straight up gorilla presses them. <laughs> <laughs> 
But remember, so good. Kiryu does not kill people. Yeah, no matter, Kiryu's never killed Kiryu anyone. Has never killed <laughs> no, anyone. No matter how it may look like they're dead. <laughs> the the thing that I always say he, he threw a he threw a guy out like an eighth story window when I was playing, but he's never. The thing that him. I always say after some of those finishers is just like he will live, but he will not live well. You know, <laughs> <laughs> very true. So one of the quests that I get, uh, like one of the very first ones that I came upon that I was like really, really like it drew me in was the uh, is it RQ three? I think they called it. I think it was Arcure Quest. Yes. I don't remember the yes. actual yes. name for the game. Yes, it was. It was. It was RQ3. obviously Dragon Quest. Yeah. Right. Well, before you get into that, yeah. I think this it's leads into the first question that was written into our mailbag this oh, week. Very true. Like our very true. True. Our good. Yeah, good our good buddy, um, Aries or Adam, wrote in this question for us. What is the funniest minigame slash side event slash side quest in Yakuza 0? And I figure you can lead that into funniest and most memorable. So, Dalton, why don't you get started on that? Oh, man. Uh, then, yeah, the one of the first ones I ran into was the Akira quest one. And that one is one of the ones, it, it immediately, like, cuts into the humor side of the game. Because you're going to help this kid, and then you see this kid get robbed for his game so you're like oh okay, okay i'm gonna go get that back so then you go up to this this dude it's like this high schooler who's like fuck you old man i'm gonna grind you for experience and then you <laughs> fight him and he's like no actually i got i got robbed uh <laughs> it got taken by some dude and so it's a guy with a knife so then you gotta run and find that guy and he's like fuck you you're not taking this game let's fight pulls out his knife and then you gotta fight him and then he's like oh well, i got robbed <laughs> it's fucking he got, he got robbed again so it's just if you're going on this like it's like a fetch quest that will never end right <laughs> you're just going between these people but it ends up at the end for one uh this is where i realized like somebody in this game has a gun don't get shot avoid that motherfucker it hurts a lot yeah it's a problem <laughs> surprising right but, whoever thought guns would hurt you <laughs> Most doctors agree, don't get shot. But yeah, he just like, you beat up this guy, and it, then all of a sudden they hit you with some feels. And and they're just like, yeah, oh yeah, uh, I was stealing this game so I could give it to my son. And I, I wish I could remember the kid's name. But the kid comes walking up that you were originally getting the game for, and it was his son. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, because he's like estranged from his kid, because he's like a Yakuza, you know, uh and it's, it, you know, it, it actually does kind of hit you in the feels a little bit. I, I remember I actually did that quest just recently, uh, like, because I because I was just I wasn't doing as many of the sub quests this time. But that one, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do that one. Uh, you know, and like that first thing, you know, like the the high schooler, you know, just uh, just acting like he's tough shit. You know, and I'm just like, hey, you just brought piss to a shit fight. You know, just like <laughs> ran up on him. Just, <laughs> Oh man, he was not ready for a man who's like ten years older than him to just body him. Um, I I just I just want that free, I want that sentence forever. You just brought piss to a shit fight. That is when I went into that quest, I had full heat gauge. So like the first two fights, the fight started, and I just hit him with a heat move and won. It was the most satisfying <laughs> thing ever. Is when you get one of those cutscenes where it starts off and it's just the one guy and you got to fight, but you have a full heat gauge, so you just. And just wreck him, and it's over. It's like, yeah, <laughs> fuck, we'll cure you, bitch. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what about you guys? You have any standout subquests? I know there's a lot. I have a whole list of them here. Yeah, I'm looking at. Uh, I got, I got one. I would like to bring up, man. Fucking. I'm oh, sorry, Nate. You want to go? Okay. Um, 
the one where there was like this cult that uh this this so there's a woman that's like over there like just chatting with these two cult members and like she's clearly upset with them and she's like trying to you know be like what did you do with my daughter and all that and uh it turns out that her, the daughter had been kind of you know brought into this cult and then you go you uh she te- she tells you to basically go infiltrate and you know send her a message just tell her you know your mother misses you or whatever and so you get in there and like the cult is absolutely cuckoo bananas they've got these like chants and stuff they're like uh i had a note oh actually i still have it on from me uh i can't rebound handwriting very well but it's uh, shure pipi shure pipi and so they've got these like these cult terms that they use for everything like you even get tested at the end of like the initiation or whatever but you find the girl and um you know you kind of give her a message and then the the cult leader is like Oh, you didn't give us any money. You didn't give us money. We have a special sermon you can do with, uh, you know, and it's basically like clearly the cult leader is like soliciting like young women for sex and it fucking sucks. And you get into the back room and you just beat the shit out of him and it, it's so satisfying. <laughs> but then at the very end, he's like trying to just, he's like absolutely breaking kayfabe. He's just like, call an ambulance, call an ambulance. But the cult is so brainwashed. They're all just over him like, we'll do the right of healing. And they're just doing all these goofy arm movements while he's begging for medical <laughs> attention. All of his bones are oh, broken. You fucking idiots, I need It's so goddamn good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, he sewed his own notes with that. What about you, Nate? Yeah, so one of my favorites is like, one of the early first ones that I did was actually was, got to help be a producer on a TV set. So, which is a really hilarious yes. one. But I don't really want to get into that one because there's one that kind of comes after that where you run into the director from that movie again, from that TV show again. Yeah. And this time really? he's like, oh, I have this special deal. I'm working with this American pop idol to create a music video. And it's going to be my chance to make it big internationally and everything like that. So first, come meet the director of this video, music video. So you get in there, you start talking to him. It's this guy named Steven Shining. And this dude is 100% Steven Spielberg. Like, if you look at him, and it's just hilarious. He's <laughs> like, do you know this guy? The, like, the guy, the Japanese guy's like, do you know who this man is? Like, no. He's like, oh, he directed all these wonderful movies. And I wish I could remember some of the jokes, but he makes references to, like, E.T. and stuff like that. Um, tremendous. And they're like, then you find out that you're doing a music video with Miracle Johnson. And when Miracle Johnson comes up, it is 100% Michael Jackson with the hee-hee and all that kind of stuff going on. <laughs> that would be like Beat It Jacket Michael Jackson yeah. era, wouldn't it? It's Thriller. Awesome. You're recording. You're literally recording Thriller. Oh. And your job in the music nice. video is Miracle Johnson's so dedicated to his craft that he wants the zombies to actually come and fully attack him. But since that's the way it's going to be, he needs a bodyguard. So you're literally fighting zombies on the streets of Camarocho, protecting <laughs> Michael Jackson from the zombies in the Thriller music video. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> that fucking rules. I haven't got to that yet. I am so Next time yeah, I that's, hear a, you. that's a really fun one. Uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, uh, like, I mean, you, you guys hit some of the ones that I would have mentioned for side quests, but uh, a thing that I really like doing in uh in any of the yakuza games uh is uh very specific to me so there's in kamarocho there's a batting cage right and uh you uh, so you just go there the game changes uh every t- uh, almost every game like the, the how the game of batting cages works is different which is interesting to me but uh so anytime i go in there uh my cat senpai like she perks up 
at like the noise of the pitching machines, like throwing things, you know, and like you know, she she'll perk up, she'll walk over, and she will watch me play for as long <laughs> as I will do the batting cages. She is just transfixed by it, and so it just <laughs> so it like. I am just always like, okay, I got to get a couple of batting cage rounds in just to just to please the cat, you know. Um, <laughs> I am so like, bad just, at the batting cage, it, man. I cannot. It's this one's pretty rough. I got to be honest. Um, like, uh, yeah, there, there's a there's a character in Yakuza Five because Yakuza Five has a five playable protagonist, oh, wow. if I remember correctly, uh, and he's like a former baseball player. Like, he's a disgraced baseball player, uh, for reasons I won't get into. But, um, like, you know, so he has, like, a whole, uh, he he has a whole minigame built around that. Uh, my favorite thing about that guy, I just wanted to bring this up, because it's, it's a thing that I really like about these games, is that they characterize through the gameplay in interesting ways. Like, uh, so, the the hook with this character is that he's really good at weapons, you know, um, you know, and, uh, his whole fighting style kind of revolves around that. But, uh, whenever, if, if you're in a combat situation and you try and pick up a bat, he'll look at it, just kind of solemnly sigh and set it back down because he respects the bat too much <laughs> to use it as a weapon, you know, because he was a pro baseball player. He knows what goes into this and he's, no, I can't use it like that dog. You know, and it just... It just makes me, it, I'm just, ah, oh, it's so good. You know, like. That's a nice touch. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, um, I, one of the quests that I liked, and it probably made some of y'all uncomfortable. I don't know. Paul, maybe not you. I don't know. But <laughs> Yeah, Paul, you're, you're a pervert you're, like Dalton. <laughs> you're walking down the street, and that girl is trying to be mean to the guy, but she keeps apologizing, and he's like, I'm not coming back unless you get better at your job. And then she just, like, asks you to train her to be a dominatrix. She's like, will mm. you please help me? And I was like. Yes, yes, I can help you actually. So uh, I made that girl make that dude fucking like. Oh yeah, she d- she did well. She came out of it on the other side being a much better dominatrix oh, yeah. than she went in. Same. And uh, I think that was the first time I got the message that it was like you can go to the erotic video place and now watch a new clip. And I was like, really? <laughs> so I went over there and I watched it, and uh, I got the achievement that's called "I did it for the achievement." <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it, it i dude it was sexy like the girl looked good it it got a little weird when she pulled the balloon out and i was like she was just like holding and rubbing this balloon and i'm like all right well that's kind of strange but like whatever it was <laughs> she looks good in her undies or whatever and i realized that that's a thing in this game is unlocking those and then finding the uh the collectible phone cards like you get in vegas mm-hmm. i had a telephone cards for all the different girls yeah, I had a buddy of mine come home with a fucking stack of them, and he goes, "Here, man, look through them. It's wild." He goes, "Dudes, just hand you these. Like, hey, you want to get some pussy? Here you go." <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Vegas is wild. I was wondering. I was hoping one of you guys would bring up the domination uh, dominatrix thing because, like, literally, I was talking to Lysandra. I was, I was like, I was, I'm, I'm on chapter three, four, or whatever, and she's like, "Did you get to the dominatrix scene?" I'm like, "No, I missed that. Everyone else was talking about it. I want to know what that was." Yeah, it's, it's just a subquest that you'll come across. I think she's on Pink Street, um, but okay, yeah, on two Pink Street, not one Stink Street. <laughs> but that's that's one thing. Like talking about just like the street names and everything is that. Uh, one thing that I love about this series is that it always, like, I mean, they have stuff going on in other areas, but uh, th- every game always comes back to Kamarocho. And so you become very familiar with this area. It's not a huge open world. I think it's, like, maybe, like, 
maybe seven square blocks, if that, you know, like, you know, but the thing is, like, you, uh, uh, the thing is that you start to get a sense of where certain landmarks are, and it, it, it especially with, with a game like this, where you're going that far back in time, it's interesting to see what was there so long ago, like, Sushi Jin has just always been there, or Sushi Gin, um, but, you know, like, you know, yeah. uh, then, you know, uh, I remember, uh, when I when I went from Yakuza Zero to Yakuza Kiwami One, I was so happy that the pocket circuit racer thing was still there. You know, I just I just had such a good time there, and it was just nice. You know, like yeah, pocket circuit fighter, he's still there. Like he's older, but you know, like he's he's still there, just just there for the kids, man. You know, Hell like yeah. That's awesome. he's being a good dude. You know, <laughs> uh, and yeah. I'm- a little sad I didn't get to spend more time with Pocket Fighters, uh, Pocket Fighter, man. That guy was <laughs> awesome, and like I got, I got some more parts. I was gonna go back there, and then I accidentally ended the chapter, and it's like, oh well, now you're. I actually, you know, I haven't even been to that place yet. Yeah, yeah, it's up on the northwest side of town. Yeah, one of my favorite things about the subquest, yeah. though, and I can't really get into too far what what I mean by this because of spoilers for later chapters for people who haven't gotten there yet. But how some of these characters you meet in the um, side quests come back later in the game to help you with other mm-hmm. aspects, which I think is a really sweet touch when you get to meet these people yeah. again. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, roughly. Like, yeah. I, I, I walked out of a building and there were just two of them. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like hey, motherfuckers, <laughs> I know you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, there's a ton of sub stories. Like we could spend like three hours talking about just sub stories. But mm-hmm. uh, so I'm curious. Like, what about the side games? Now I haven't like I haven't done the Pocket Circuit Racer yet. Although I do want to save up 50 million yen and get this really cool one I found in some store. <laughs> that yeah, was, the the pawn shop. Yes, yeah, that that uh, looks awesome. Whatever that little car is looks bad. <laughs> yeah. So right off the bat, the one that jumps out to me is my absolute favorite is the karaoke. Like you just can't get around it. Doing karaoke <laughs> is a blast. Um, so I was getting kind of upset that I hadn't hundred percented any of them yet. So I just like <laughs> last night I just sat, I think it was last night or the night before I just sat there and did judgment for yeah. like 10 times until I got the 100% <laughs> on it. Like, I need to hundred percent this song. Dude, I, got, oh, I gotta tell you, last night I did Judgment and I got a 98 and I was so proud <laughs> and I minimized the game to come share it in Discord and then saw on Steam where you shared that you got 100 and I'm like, oh, well, fuck, this, <laughs> this isn't impressive. I'm not even gonna share <laughs> Breaking oh, the law oh, yeah. Breaking, Breaking the world, the world. <laughs> If I can find an MP3 Breaking of that absolutely ending the episode with that song if I can find nice. it. <laughs> Hell yes. For sure. Yeah, it's been like, stuck in my Bakamitai is the big meme song because that's that's the one that's available basically in every version of, uh, uh, of Yakuza. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, the thing that I always wind up doing, apart from uh, like specifically with Zero, the one that I the thing that I always wind up doing is uh, at the uh, local arcade. Uh, they they have Outrun, and I just always try to get a better score on Outrun. I'm I'm so close to being able to beat that game. <laughs> like I, I swear to God, if I can just get a little bit better at it. But the thing is, in order to beat that game, you basically can't crash once. You know, yeah. like you are you are right. fucked if you crash once. Which I mean, to be fair, that is how it works in most races. Um, but uh, <laughs> they need to get a copy of <laughs> but, Outrun at like Game Galaxy Forest Ball. 
Yeah, yeah, no. I, uh, it's it's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen one of those in the wild that I can think of, which is weird considering how many retro arcades I've been to. Yeah. Like, there, there might have been one at Galloping Ghost, and I just didn't notice it. it but um, anyway. Um, it plays so yeah, much like Rad Racer to me. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. It's not really usually yeah, my... Yeah, that pole position It's not type usually book. my kind of game, but I think I just got it in my head because there's a there's a person at the arcade that challenges you to to beat her score and I'm just like, well, well, clearly I'm going to do that. <laughs> you know? And then there's a there's a thing later in the game that, you know, it's an optional challenge to get an even higher score later, you know, and uh, so in my initial playthrough of this game, I just... Gr- I grinded it so hard until I could finally hit that five million, you know. <laughs> uh, and now I can do that pretty consistently. But uh, you know, like I think I would. Ha- I think if I actually beat the game, my score would be somewhere at like nine million, you know. But anyway, yeah. yeah so I-, I-, I play that a lot. I, I like the pocket circuit racers. Um, batting cages are super cool, but. I, I could just list off yeah, all of them. <laughs> Basically everything except for yeah. Mahjong and Shogi, which I just don't understand the rules to. So, you know. Um. See, yeah, Mahjong, the Mahjong that I'm familiar with is Shanghai Mahjong, which is way different. The like, yeah, solitary way version? Way fucking different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, the... Uh, oh my goodness, my brain just fucking... What the fuck is going on with my brain today? Um, you were... What were you just fucking talking about? I apologize. You're just too mesmerized uh, by the handsomeness of Mahjong. The uh, no, no, no. The, the 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 not not Mahjong before that. God damn Shogi. No, no, Outrun. Not before that. Outrun. Oh my god! Thank you, Jesus Outrun? Christ. Outrun. <laughs> um, I really appreciate that they stuck these older games in here that you can just play them like Outrun and Space Harrier, right? Mm-hmm. And then it, I think it was in yeah. Like a Dragon. Oh, when I was fucking around, I played through an entire. Play through a Virtual Fighter Five, yeah. Or something. yeah. I'm, I'm like, that's so cool. And uh, do they continue that in the other Yakuza? Yeah, games? all the Yakuza games have like in those arcades because those arcades are pretty constant. Um, you know, like uh, they'll have like a couple of them in one arcade and then a couple of them in another arcade uh, around. Uh, like in the most recent Judgment game, they had uh, Sonic the Fighters, nice. which is the, uh, the Virtual oh, Fighter, but what? Sonic the Hedgehog characters. You know. <laughs> Uh, I think in Yakuza 6, they had, a one of the Puyo Pop games, uh, in Yakuza 5, they had a Taiko Drum Master, which was interesting, because that's not a thing that's owned by Sega, you know, um, but, it, huh. yeah, so, they, they, they always have a couple, uh, like, I think because Zero was so popular, uh, they will tend to have Outrun in the more recent games, but it's not, like, a 100% constant thing, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, they, they will have old games, you know, just in the various arcades, you know. Surprise, surprise that it's always Outrun, because, like, I've seen Hang On, which is also mm-hmm. a Sega game in arcades, and I've ra- rarely My seen Outrun. My Sega Master System, if you turn it on with nothing in it, you can play Hang On. <laughs> like, it is on the Hell system. Yeah. Have you played Super Hang On, the Sega Genesis version? Not. It's awesome. It has, like, this, like, arc, or this custom mode where you, like, can build your a vehicle up you, you put more parts on a motorcycle oh, and shit. Cool. it's awesome love super hang on it's in the yeah you can actually play super hang on in yakuza zero like uh th- yeah Wait, what? um 
this is kind of a spoiler, but uh, you have to, uh, like, it might be available in Majima's arcade, I'm not positive, but um, in, in Kiryu's arcade, um, not the big one, but the little one, there's the clerk that challenges you to, to get higher scores on OutRun. If you build up your friendship with her, then uh, there's, there's uh, double entendre shenanigans where she says she's going to give you a ride if you beat her score, and then it turns out that she got the new Super Hang-On machine for you to play. You know, um, you know, fantastic. That's, awesome. That's good to know. Um, so I, I would say that like my favorite side thing that I've come across so far has been puzzle pool. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I hadn't tried that this time. It's very lucrative if you can get it. Like you can win some serious, you can win up to 9 million yen if you can get all three of them without fucking up. Uh, I have not yet. <laughs> uh, actually I take that back. I did it one time, one time. Um, but the final shot is tricky, but it's very much like, you know, they give you the line that you can aim with and you can make the camera go above the pool so you can kind of do your trick shots the way you do. The real kicker is figuring out how hard to hit the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, Because if you... It, they have it set up where, like, there's, like, these dollar bills, just, or I guess it would be yen, just stacked up, and then there are two eight balls, and you cannot touch the eight balls. If you touch the eight balls, that's dead. If your ball goes... If the white ball goes into the hole, dead. Like, you know, it's... It gets kind of tough, but it's it's very fun. I don't know. I like puzzles, so it's just fun for me. Uh, what what about uh, you, Nate? Side game, favorite game story thing. Willie. Willie, what about you? He's put, oh, yeah, you're oh, putting sorry. on my screen. On my screen, I'm pointing. <laughs> sorry, at me. I already went. I was the first one to go. Did you? Oh God, I'm an idiot, Willie. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say this. I I was actually uh, a little surprised to find Shogi in this because I only know a little bit about Shogi, but I know just enough to be kind of <laughs> dangerous. Like, not dangerous in the sense that I can beat any actual Shogi player who's played more than ten games of it, but I know, like, what the pieces are called and how they move and shit, and, like, the basic rules of it. So, like, I actually went in there and did, uh, I went to the Shogi parlor and played, uh, the challenge, the first challenge, which is just beat the opponent if they only have a king and nine pawns and nothing else. And then I played the lowest ranked player in the uh, Shogi Parlor and somehow won that game despite the fact that I was losing on material for most of it because Dumbass left like his king on the back rank and I had a uh, dragon rook on the eighth and just kind of, it was like X-Ring it so I could drop a gold general right in front of it. Just push! Checkmate. Shogi, so it, it, for people that don't know Shogi, it's like, it's like chess except um, when you take a piece, you basically now, instead of killing the guy you've basically captured it and you can play it as your own piece instead of mm. using a turn and that's like a really cool idea but also the pieces are a lot slower in shogi and the board is larger so like things don't affect the entire board as much as they do in chess so it's kind of like a little bit more localized it's like battles and wars kind of like how go is so it's that was kind of neat then i then i played the fucking when i when i switched characters in chapter three like which we're gonna get to absolutely <laughs> but um I played that guy, and I'm like, I'm a beginner at Shogi, and he's like, oh, I'll play as, like, a 10th Q, and then he just beat my ass to death. <laughs> like, absolutely crushed me at Shogi. Like, I felt like chess idiot. Spike. But he said he was 10Q, he's supposed to be a beginner. So, we can use that for a good transition. So, you do start the game as Kiryu, and you play through yes. the first two chapters, um, which kind of... Uh, and this is where we're going to start getting into a little bit of spoiler territory for listeners. So just just fair warning. Um, that guy that you beat up at in the empty lot um, ends up coming up murdered. And Kiryu is like, well, he was absolutely not dead when I left. 
and then and and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I believe he ends up deciding in order to not uh dishonor the name of his, is it Kazuma? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Kazama. Yeah, Kazama. His, his father figure. Yeah, uh, he leaves the family, so it doesn't come back on them while he tries to figure out what actually happened. But let's talk a little yeah. bit about that, though, because the story yeah, of leading, because uh, yeah, the story leading up to leaving the family is one of the best parts in the early game. So, like, he decides against his mentor's better will and his um, oath brother um, Nishikiyama. Forgive me if I pronounce these names terribly, but Nishikiyama. I'm just glad yeah. you had that name. Is, it's like his oath brother, and he's a really fun and good character. I love this guy. It's like who you spend your most time with at the yeah. very beginning of the first chapter. But leading up to that, on the news, they see that the guy that they hear you beat up in the empty lot to pay back to get like the collection debt for the banker that he was um, doing a job for turned up dead. And Yakuza is not supposed to kill people, <laughs> at least not at his level. Not civilians. Yeah, not civilians. <laughs> that yeah. So, in order to, like you said, to save them from shame, he decides to go to the um, Tojo Family Headquarters. Well, is it Tojo Family Headquarters or the Dojima? It's, it was the specifically Dojima the Dojima family. Yeah, the Dojima Family Headquarters. It's, it's a, it's a weird Dojima branching the third, system. The third strongest. I think the Dojima are like the third strongest family in okay. the uh, yeah. Tojo. So, he goes to the Dojima Family Headquarters to basically say, I'm quitting to not dishonor the family. Well, he gets there, and one of the lieutenants, Lieutenant Kuze, is like, ah, you're not going to leave here alive. So you get to this whole scene where Kuze leaves you with a bunch of his goons. And this just goes back to that scene like Paul was talking about from Yakuza 3, which <laughs> yes. when he was describing that, I was like, holy crap. So he leaves you with his goons to kill. Same. Go ahead, Willie. No, no, I'm just saying it's same. I was like, absolutely stoked okay. about the scene. Please. So... Um, he leaves you with this guy and these little underlings to basically kill you before you can get back up to him. And you're trying to make it back up to talk to the Kuze again so you can quit with honor and all that. And so before Kuze leaves, he's like, oh, yeah, you can quit the Dojima clan. Dead. And leaves all these guys to kill you. So you beat through this first wave of people. You leave the room. You catch your breath. You start trying to head up to where, you know, Kuze's hanging out. And that guy that he left behind comes up behind you, tries to swing at the back of your head, and it throws a quick time event at you where you have to hit the right buttons at the right time in order to prevent him from hitting you. This was hard for me at first. Quick time events were very hard for me at first. Yeah. <laughs> and I got better I at it as the game went on, but God, I do not know the layout of an Xbox controller by heart until this game. <laughs> um, anyway, so you do the quick time event, and... Now you're fighting him again, and he has more lackeys around, so you beat them up, and you head on to the next room, which is more like a hallway. Dude comes at you behind you again. This time I think he had, like, a baseball bat. He swings at you, yeah. and it's uh-huh. more quick time of it where you gotta <laughs> stop and everything. And you beat these guys up again, because he has another gang of lackeys with him. This was one of my favorite ones, though, because there was a window in that room with me, and I was beating up one of the lackeys, yes. and I do the heat um, finisher, where you press the Y button after a grab, where he picks up the guy... I defenestrated a dude. I threw him straight out the window. It was one of the most satisfying, like, knockdowns in this game that I've seen yet. It's just that early in. So, anyway, you continue going on, and you end up in this bathroom, finally. Guess what? Dude busts in with, like, I think he had, like, what, a katana at this point? Uh, Yeah, he had literally had a katana. (laughs) And you're just like, God, this guy doesn't quit. 
And so finally, 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 you beat this guy. And that's the last time. And you're like, that was a crazy boss fight, right, guys? That was nuts. Right. <laughs> so you walk in, and then Lieutenant Kuze's there, ready to, for a real boss fight. Yeah, the real fight. Yeah. Yeah, if he's got his shirt off so you can see his awesome, awesome back piece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his, his badass uh, Yakuza like their whole thing is like they get tatted but not where you can see right. it right so like not the neckline mm-hmm. and not the wrists yeah. Yeah, yeah tattoos are a much bigger deal in Japan because they're very closely associated with Yakuza just in general yeah I think I remember hearing uh, I think it was Anthony Bourdain had to wear long sleeves over there because he had tattoos on his arms they were like oh no 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 you gotta wear sleeves boo so, yeah 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 that it's pretty common with a lot of guys. I think the wrestler John Tenta had to wear like a big cover up when he wrestled in Japan because they <laughs> thought he would look like Yakuza otherwise. Yeah. And so that was like actually a pretty hard fight for me, at least, was fighting um, Kuze for the first time in this game. I don't know about you guys, but ever since the very beginning of the game, fights have been so much easier for me. Like I haven't really struggled with anything since the beginning of the game. But, like, that was so hard at the very beginning. I was like, oh, this is going to turn into one of these grind fests. It's going to be really hard to get anywhere in. But I haven't really struggled since then. But that fight was nuts. Oh, yeah. It was very hard. I had the exact same experience. That fight, I I died on it, like, four or five times. I, like, looked at the menu. I was, like, reading everything. Like, okay, it says you use the RB to circle around him and, like, all that. But, like, I was getting screamed by that guy so much. Because, like, if he hits you once with your combo, you're kind of in hit-stun and you can't really get out. And he, he'll just keep on doing his little five-hit, mm-hmm. six-hit combo. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Like, like I definitely like rush style for uh, bosses, you know, because you can do the you can do the quick steps to get around them. It depends. You know, get behind them. It depends, because I found some bosses, yeah. like, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a guy you fight later on the game that I couldn't touch with the, um... Rush style, and I had to go to brawl style just to take him down. Mm. Uh, I definitely used a mix of uh, rush and I, I used brawl for the most part. And then when he got to the, towards the end, where he's like really going nuts, that's when I used a lot of rush. Now on rush, him. I couldn't beat Mister Takedown, Mister Shakedown without rush mode. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't know how people do that without uh, without being able to dodge like yeah. a lot. <laughs> Oh, I've, I've just run from every Mr. Shakedown I've seen. I have not fought him once since the... <laughs> but anyways, so... Go ahead, Dalton. Oh, I was just going to say, how many times do you run into Bacchus before Kuze? Was it once or twice? I think it's uh, once. I think you only have once. the Brawl style yeah, and yeah. the um, uh, Rush style. Yeah, yeah, you, pick up, yeah, yeah. you pick up Beast after the you don't Kuze have Beast fight. Yet. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I just real quick, I love Bacchus. He is such a weird character. He's just a white dude who shows hey. up and teaches you how to fight. Hey! <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's just ah. hilarious. That's who you learn fighting skills from as as uh, Kazuya. Yeah. Kiryu. What the <laughs> Kazuya? Kazuya? <laughs> from Tekken. Kazuya from Tekken. Yeah. His first name Kazuya. is Kazuma, so it's pretty Kazuma. close. Kazuma. Yeah. And, I'm so bad with Japanese. Jesus Christ. Okay, continue. Yeah, and Kazuya is actually an anagram of Yakuza. Um, <laughs> it is. Wow. But, uh, no, so you finally beat Kuze, and once you beat Kuze... Um, the other two lieutenants, who we should have talked about earlier, but we kind of glanced over it. Um, but Orano and I uh, can't remember the other guy's name. It's Shibasuno. Sure so, yeah, sorry. I, I'm bad with the, the lieutenant's names. Um, yeah, Sh- I know Awano. No, uh, Shibisawa and Awano. Shibisawa. Yeah, they're there, too. And so, like, basically, Dojima himself comes into the room as well. Cause, and then Kiryu's like, I do want to quit the Yakuza. And... Uh, 
they're the, the lieutenants were like, you already did. We heard you do it with, um, Kuse downstairs. Kuse. And then, um, Dojin was like, yeah, I can't do back on what my lieutenant says. You're out of the Yakuza. <laughs> so that was a really cool scene. And then after that, they were like, Kuze, you're disgraced in this moment. And then they make him cut off his pinky finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they take it at the knuckle, right? And that the thing is they get your finger at each knuckle for every time you fuck up and they just keep going. Like that's, oh. Yeah. That's so yeah, fucking it, it, sad. It's rough. Though, um, my God. It hurts. They hurt to watch, even though they don't, they don't show it. I mean, they show it enough. That they, yeah. It just made me go, oh, I sucked my pinky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, that's such a good scene. That's basically the... um the chapter one for you. There's mm-hmm. chapter one kind of ends on that note where Kiryu's now officially out of the Yakuza. Can't really go back to his friends like Nishiyama. And I can't remember the name of the guy that's kind of over the branch while he's, while Kazuma's in jail. Yeah. It all, it all kind of blurs together for me, even though I'm a huge fan of this. Like he's, he's an important character, but it's just, it's just escaping me. I see his face. I see the yeah. scar on his face, but <laughs> Yeah, he's got the scar on his face. His name is um, Osamu Kashiwagi. 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 Kashiwagi yeah. um, and then chapter two is where you first meet the uh, the real estate broker, correct? The uh, yes. His name starts with a T. It's Tana- Tachibana. Tanahashi, I think. Tachibana. Tachibana. Yeah, Tanahashi's Tachibana. a wrestler. Yeah, Tachibana. <laughs> yeah, that's you right. guys and your wrestling, I swear. Sorry, I, I got hyped. I got, I got, rest, I got wrestling brain. He's got wrestling bitch face. Guys. The, uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, Tachi, <laughs> wrestling Tachi real estate. Yeah, it's like it's it's weird because like this is where Nate shares it. <laughs> screenshot and he was just like, "Here's a yakuza in the shower for anybody who's interested." <laughs> yeah, I shared that on the Discord. <laughs> so if you want to see a yakuza in the shower, go to tsmp. <laughs> <laughs> Bit.ly/tsmpdiscord. Uh, there you go. All capital letters. Um, <laughs> you come out of the shower and this dude's just like sitting there. And I don't know about you guys. I thought he was a hitman because he had on the black glove. And I'm like, I- I've played enough of the video mm. game hitman to know <laughs> that that's so you don't leave fingerprints on a pistol. Yeah. So I was. That's what I was thinking, too. I was yeah. Much like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? But it turns out he just gives you a business card. If I remember, correctly. he's just here. Call me because Kiryu is very much like. Go fuck yourself. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he's all he's all fucked well, up, he also, he you also, know, because like it, it that that fight took everything out of him, and he more or less passes out in the street, you know. And like the, Tachibana kind of brings him in, you know. That's why he gets washed up, you know, and everything. And then you know, like he kind of he kind of offers him an opportunity because he's another person that's interested in the empty lot. Which is basically like it's kind of uh, every, people are buying up real estate in Kamarocho because uh, they're in the middle of the bubble era, which is like a big economic boom in in Japanese history in the eighties, you know. Um, and uh, so there's this one tiny little piece of real estate that nobody can figure out who owns it, but. If they can buy it, they can have like a monopoly on this huge block of Kamarocho and se- uh, and sell it for a huge profit or develop it into something that'll make an absurd amount of money. So like the prices that are floating around for uh, for just the empty lot is like a billion yen, which is I think it's like ten million dollars in in America money, you know. Um, but you know, so it's it, everybody's looking for who owns the empty lot. And, you know, Kuze and all them think that 
Kiryu's father, Kazuma, you know, knows something about it, you know, and is holding out on them because he's trying to use it as a power play, you know, when he co- when he gets out of prison, you know, and uh, Tachibana, you know, is trying to follow up on leads on it, you know, because he's trying to get wrestle power away from the Yakuza, you know, uh, and it's just, it's all a giant clusterfuck, you know. And the, the dead guy in the empty lot, like, the, the other lieutenants think that this is basically Kazuma trying to stall them, you know, because if there's a lot of police attention on the area, then they can't move as, you know, freely in there, you know, and all that stuff. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of moving pieces to all of this. Yeah, and, and Tachibana seems he's very mysterious. Mm-hmm. Like, he kind of just appears. Yeah. Like, I've never seen him, like, stroll up. It's like... <laughs> Kiryu turns around and he's there like a fucking shadow. <laughs> yep. Also, he, he knows everything about you. Like, he literally gives you his your whole life story yeah. when he meets you. Yeah, dude, he's fucking... He's, he's a cool character so far. I'm, I'm very interested to see, like, how this is going to interweave as it continues on. You yeah. Know I mean? Because I think, like, I just started Chapter 7, I believe. Yeah. So. I'm on chapter 10, and I just got a pretty huge reveal that interweaves the stories a little bit. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'll get there soon, man. I'll get there soon. I'm going to take the, uh, taking the training wheels off these next two weeks. Um, so chapter three starts. Well, we and, got, oh, or did I, boy, did the I beginning of chapter two? Is there something else in two that we should go up? Two is a pretty short chapter. Three, three and yeah, two wasn't huge. Like, because uh, cause the main thing from chapter two in terms of plot development is meeting Tachibana, yeah. you know. But, and he does that. Is that. Does he do the That's thing what, I where he like, waves was... his hand at the end of chapter two, or is that that later? Yes, that was okay. the yeah, chapter yeah. two. Yeah, he, he, he waves his arm and, like, all the lights slowly go out behind him, and it's like so. Yeah, it's like a display of power because he, he has enough connections to be like. I'm going to do this at this time. I need you to shut off the power yeah. so that I look cool. You know, like Even better. He has magic, which that has not been That's, introduced well, into the yeah. Yakuza series, as far as I know. <laughs> I was wondering if maybe he was like the devil or something, and this was going to take a, a weird <laughs> turn. But <laughs> oh, man. Man, that scene was awesome mm-hmm. when he did that. I was like, yeah. oh shit, no, nah, no, nah, that's dope. Yeah, for sure. And then yeah. I think this is also uh, towards the end of chapter two is where you get beast mode. You got to fight mm-hmm. uh, Jun Oda. I think that's how you say the name. I have it all here, right here. I'm looking at a little thing to help <laughs> help me remember. Um, and you end up like I remember uh, Beast Beast Mode helping a lot with that final boss fight in Chapter Two, just because there's a lot of shit around that you can hit him with. Yeah, yeah, a lot of weapons that you can pick up because yeah. Beast Mode, like you don't have to pick up an uh, an item and then strike with it. You can just attack while you're near a weapon, and it'll yeah. pick it up automatically. How did two end again? I'm pretty sure two ended with uh, the the Tachibana doing the okay. wave thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. Remember, you. Uh, you fight Oda because Oda wants to like test you out, yeah. and then that's you... uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I already could not remember if Oda showed up in two or later. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, there's the thing where Tachibana brings you in and talks to you for a minute, but you're like, I'm not sure, and so you spend most of chapter two just kind of tracking down Tachibana real estate and seeing what they're all about. Yeah, you know, and, and like. Then, yeah. You see how they're kind of muscling their way into different properties, you know, and then you kind of find your way back to Tachibana. You have to fight Oda first to prove okay. that you're a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, I spent 
Yeah, Oda, you see him, like, shaking down, like, a, the owner of a, a bar in a co- uh, commercial property that they've otherwise yeah. got shut I spent down. most of Chapter 2 doing side quests. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The game is, Shit, the yeah, game is designed thing. to kind of lead you in that direction because it doesn't tell you specifically where to go to do the next plot point. It's just like, okay, I've just got to go around town and see what I hear about Tachibana real estate. And, like, you know, so if you just go across the map, eventually you'll find people that are talking about it that'll lead you to the next plot point. But... Odds are you're going to run into a few side quests before you run into those guys specifically. So it, it's very clever game design that it kind of incentivizes you to experience more of the open world. Yeah. And yeah. another point about the open world, too, is when you're just kind of traversing through this town, you'll groups of people are like, oh, look, it's him. Let's get him. And it's like you'll end up fighting groups of thugs <laughs> or the men in black, as they're called in the game, and have to beat them up. And there's also points in the game in the overworld where you'll run into somebody that's being harassed by one of these gangs, and you can choose whether or not you want to break it up and help the victim, who will generally give you a pretty decent reward for helping him, or just kind of walk on past without any comment. I had one of those that the the whole situation made me laugh. So I came upon him. It was like three biker dudes kicking a guy on the ground. So I went over. I intervened. I fight him. The dude gives me an item. I walked away and did something else. Came back to this exact spot. Dude was back on the ground. Bikers were kicking him again. And I'm like, why didn't you just leave? (laughs) So I had to intervene, beat him up again, and then hopefully they fucked off. I don't know. But it was funny to me. It was the same spot, same people, beating the shit out of the same dude. (laughs) Legends say 21 years later, he's still getting beaten down there to this day. Yeah, I, I didn't have too terribly like hard of a time with Oda. Like He hit pretty hard, but like with all the, like, because you had like the chairs and the tables and all of that around mm-hmm. there, you could just kind of. Yeah, yeah, that helps a lot. No, to me, the hardest thing still has been that lead up to and fighting Lieutenant Kuze in chapter one. And I don't know if that's just because I know the controls now. <laughs> or I, I, I think it's probably that it the combination of uh, you probably leveling up some yeah. with some of your mm-hmm. stats and things which really that does make a difference yeah no but that, that is fair like literally all of my deaths were to kuze that is literally the only guy that's busted mm-hmm. me so far so i'm kind of with you bro um okay so now chapter three starts and it and it rolls in yes. now i think this probably had more of an effect on paul being that you had played the other yakuza game so you're more familiar with the character they introduced yeah yeah um but it starts off, and you're like in this. Is it like a cabaret? It's not a cabaret. It's a cabaret. It's like a uh, yeah. Is it, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a, a cabaret. cabaret club. No, it's not a club. It's a cabaret. You can get a cabaret clubs oh, later. Sorry, it's it's a it's a full cabaret club. Uh, it's a full cabaret. The clubs are the the mini versions of it. Yeah, like the hostess clubs. Yeah. yeah. So like one of these places is basically you go in, you pay money to have a pretty girl come and sit with you and pretend that she cares about what you're talking about, um, mm-hmm. and. And they, their job is to make you spend as much money as possible on watered-down booze. That's what I know about those places, right? Yep. Um, and I believe that everything's going fine and dandy. Uh, and the the little subplot that they have with the, the two guys coming in, where it's like the one guy from, uh, was he from Tokyo? Or he was from like somewhere important. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know if we... There was a businessman that was coming in from Tokyo, and then like his, bro- his like associate in Osaka is trying right. to show him a good time. So we're, we're in Osaka now. We're no longer yeah, in Tokyo, yeah. by the way. That's right. And he's like, this place looks like, the, I heard there's a lot of Yakuza around this area. And he's like, don't worry about it, man. We'll be fine. So they go up and they get their table and he's still worried about he needs to leave and things. But that's like, no, it's every, everything will be okay. And then, of course, downstairs, 
someone starts causing an issue. This guy's like trying to cop a feel of a titty. I, I shouldn't say trying. Some guy is copying a feel of a titty like hardcore and this girl's like screaming no and he's like bitch this is what i paid you for yada yada i'm a paying customer customer is always right the typical things you deal with in customer service <laughs> and um is that the time where the band stops and then you just see the shoes coming down the stairs yeah yeah like he he pushes down like one of the regular waiters you know who's like right. sir i'm gonna have to ask yeah. you to leave and then he's like, ah fuck off you know and then the the band stops and you just see like these very pointed shoe uh, shiny shoes walking down and uh we see goro majima who is a fan favorite character in the series uh he's he's like he's kind of kiryu's rival uh, in, in the whole thing, you know, like he's, he's usually like a major boss encounter, you know, and, uh, the thing that you know about him from previous games is that he is an absolute wild man. Like he is insane. You know, he will just, he will just fuck shit up on every conceivable level, you know, and then you see him come in here and it's definitely Majima. He's got his trademark eye patch and everything, you know, and like, but he's very calm. He's very measured. You know, he makes several offers for the man to, you know, leave politely, you know, and then and the guy's just like, nah, fuck you. I'm, I'm going to do what I want. And he tries to fight him and you can't hit him back like it goes into combat and you can't hit him back. You just dodge him. And every heat action you do is just providing the most wonderful service to him, you know, like, uh, you know, offering him a hot towel, you know, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, and just, just stuff like that, you know, like just dancing circles around him, you know, and, uh, you know, like he eventually just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm missing some connective tissue here. I don't know why. Like, does somebody want to fill in for me exactly how this goes? Like, I believe because it's a really good moment. I'm just I'm missing something in the middle here for some reason, and, and it's not coming to my mind. <laughs> I think it's the thing where like he wears like you wear him out because he's trying to kick your ass, but you're just dodging <clears throat> it and being nice to him to the point that you're like, yeah, it just makes him matter. <laughs> he grabs a bottle and breaks it on the fucking desk and like comes at him again with the broken mm-hmm. bottle i think yeah. and then uh i believe what ends up making him have a change of heart is majima being like oh well i saw your business card or whatever an upstanding citizen like you probably wouldn't want something like this getting out yeah because he's like the head of like some kind of pharmaceutical corporation or something like that you know and so basically he's yeah. like now we could take you we could hand you over to the police or you know in the hospitality world, you know, uh, it's customary to, uh, you know, just buy everybody around. Would you be willing to buy around for everybody in this establishment? And it's like, you know, like there's at least like a hundred people here, you a know. Um, but you know, um, and so the guy's just like, "All right, I'll do it." You know, like he's just utterly defeated. You know, and it's it's just super cool, and it's not how you expect. Majima to handle this situation like the Majima that you know from previous games would be very happy to just cut a bitch you know like and (laughs) it's it's so specific and measured you know that it's really interesting to see you know uh but it, it is a thing where he's a very different character uh in Zero from the rest of the series and I mean part of that comes down to the fact that it's decades before you know we know him you know, but uh, it, it's really interesting. I really, uh, I really like seeing it. And then it kind of leads into um, you meeting, uh, the, like you get one of your waiters comes up and he's like, "Sir, there's a there's a man 
who is ordering all of our top shelf booze on this other person's dime. And Majima's just like, oh, well, we can't have that. And you go to talk to him, and it ends up being uh, maybe Majima's boss, I believe. Kind of his handler, for lack of a better term. You know? Yeah. Because he's he is... It turns out that this is kind of a punishment for him working working this job, you know, because uh, of things that are clarified in Yakuza Five. Uh, he and his blood brother were part of like this, uh, you know, essentially assassination thing, you know, and uh, it, like Saijima, his brother or blood brother, you know, like went and did the actual thing. Majima got caught, left behind, and uh, that's how he lost his eye. You know, is, uh, you know, like basically they're, they're trying to get him to talk about stuff and he's just like, fuck you, you know, and, uh, you know, so the way, his way back into the family after that disgrace is he has to, he has to run the grand, which is the cabaret that he works at, you know, and get a lot of money for his senior in the Yakuza, you know, and the guy is just, screwing him over at every turn, you know, basically making it clear that, yeah, you're never going to actually get back in, you know, like, but this is, this is the only life that Majima knows. So he's like, I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And okay. So Nate, I'm curious about you. I'll start with you and then Willie. Um, what, how did you feel about like when you started chapter three and all of a sudden you're playing as somebody else? Were you like, like, you know, I didn't like it because I'd already gotten super attached to Kiryu at this point. Like I was ready to keep going down this storyline with Kiryu. And then all of a sudden they throw this other guy at me. Now, granted, dude makes a hell of an entrance, but I was just like still so invested in what was going on with Kiryu that I wasn't ready to change over characters. And I didn't actually know that this game did that. (laughs) I actually didn't either. On the other hand, like, I was so fucking stoked by this guy's entrance, and I'm like, oh, please let me play as this character. I am immediately on board with this guy. This guy rules. I want to play as him. <laughs> like, I, honest to God, was like, dude, like, I only slightly know the Yakuza Mythos. Like, I've heard of the characters before. I didn't really know what Gori- or Goro uh, Majima was all about. But the moment I saw Majima do that cool shit in the club and it's like he's simultaneously like this pro dude. And then like the moment he gets backstage, he's kind of like this really crass guy. It's like, oh, shit, this guy can just like change the way he talks to be the perfect guy for any situation. Like, I love that (laughs) of him. And uh, now from there, I do believe you are tasked with going to the other the rival club and stealing their best girl. Right. Mm hmm. The Odyssey. The Odyssey. Yeah, because you're trying to figure out a way to make even more money so that you can get through this punishment faster because now he wants like 50 million yen or whatever ridiculous number he came up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget the exact number, oh, but I, it's... I, I have it right here. It was, it was 500 million, yeah. Or fa- fa- a lot yeah. of fucking yen, dude. Yeah. My. Every time I look at the numbers in this game, too, I'm like, that doesn't sound like so much. Then I realize, oh, wait, this is 1981, so we're talking about 40-something years of inflation uh-huh. later. <laughs> Yeah, a yeah. Lot, dude. Um, but yeah, like, it, you know, and Majima, you know, he goes to that other club sort of undercover. He just wears sunglasses instead of an eye patch, which I'm like, I feel like he could do he's better. He's easily yeah. recognized <laughs> by the other club's owner. Like, he was not put yeah. off for a second there. But the, that scene, when you get into that club and are starting to look around and see, scouting out the club, has some of the funniest crap you see in the entire game. Yeah, there's the... 
I love that. There's the so guy in his underwear just thrusting wildly. It's just like, what the yes. shit is that? It, like, Party it has nothing to do with the rest of the scene. He's just there. Just in yes. the corner doing his thing. Uh-huh. Living uh-huh. his best life, just thrusting uh-huh. and naked, mostly. Willie. Willie got an achievement for this part, which me and Nate both did not. So, like, I don't know what we missed to not get the the best, but apparently I missed something when looking around the room. Um, I thought that was a cool little, uh, instead of, like, having you walk around and look at stuff, it kind of went to, like, a, almost like a visual novel look around. Yeah, like a yeah. first person look around and zoom into stuff. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was very interesting. I don't think you guys missed anything there. I think what you guys didn't do is go around the city long enough because you meet like three or four different people on the outside of the city. And once you get enough information from them, then you, uh, Majima says, okay, now I have enough ammunition to go to the club. Yeah, I got impatient uh, in that section. I kind of found, like, think yeah. I found one or two people and then went in because I was like, I want to get back to Kiryu. <laughs> <laughs> Well, most people apparently did that because I got five point four percent achievement. Wow. So five point two percent. That's basically the entirety of chapter three is the intro to Majima mm-hmm. and then going over to the Odyssey and getting that girl. Um, yeah. Excuse me. Then you then you also meet the uh, like the Brockus of <laughs> Majima's world. I don't remember what his name is uh, right offhand, but he teaches you the weapon style. I yeah, slugger style. Slugger, yeah. yeah, where you whip out that. That's my favorite style in this whole game. Is Slugger style. I'm. I love that fucking bat, dude. X X Y, and he just starts windmilling that shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, nunchucks please. with the bat. Yeah. Uh, have you done the heat move where he like sticks the the, the ha- handle end in somebody's mouth and then kicks it? Oh, I haven't seen no, that. Oh one. my god. Oh god. man, that that one's just like, oh dear god, That's that is brutal. rough. Yeah, like I think you uh, I think you have to like break somebody's guard with a uh, I guess it would be B button on the uh, uh, on the Xbox, and then there's like a small window where you can do a heat okay. action. And that's the thing. Uh, no, that. The one that I've seen the most with the bats, the one where he hits them in the gut and they fall to their knees, and then he just Louisville sluggers them right across the Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that is a classic. But yeah, then that rolls into uh, chapter four. Now, this is probably the last chapter we'll touch on because this is the one that Willie's wrapping up right now. Um Sorry, I, I, I've played 15 hours dude, and I'm it's, still drinking you guys, the game Dude, side quests do that, man, and it's not a problem. Yeah, it's very 100%. easy to spend a lot of time doing stuff that is not plot relevant, for lack of a better term, you know? Yeah, Willie, I've put in, let's see, I had 17 hours, no, 12 hours into this game when I first started it. Uh, let me go click it really quick to tell you what I have now, and I'm only in Chapter 7. Uh, I'm at 45 hours. So, like, I put a lot of time in. I've been on a lot of side stuff, <laughs> yeah. bro. A lot of pool. I'm, I'm <laughs> at 27 hours and I'm on chapter 10, but I feel like I still haven't been slacking on the side quest. Just like, there's, it just gets going. It rolls, dude, when it rolls. Yeah. But in, in, chap, in but chapter four, you get a call from your boss who's like, hey, come have drinks with me. And this is where Majima says, I would rather drink a mug of my own warm piss than come have beer with yeah. you or something along those lines, which mm-hmm. is just tremendous. But you end up you. Oh, go ahead. Gotta say, big props to the both the writing. Yeah, the localization team is like really the, good on these games. Because like it's obvious these lines are supposed to be funny and like they're smart enough to each other. They do a great job of making it like make mm-hmm. sense. Like I love. So it. he tells you that you have to go and perform a hit. You have to kill someone named Makota uh, Makimura, and. So then it becomes like I think you go to this uh, this type of thing. I don't know if they have it here in the states, but in Japan it's the uh, the telephone club, 
where you can just like go and have phone sex with people, I guess. Or maybe you can talk normal too. I really don't know how it works. It seemed like a phone sex thing to me. They put you in a tight little corridor. I, I don't know. That's what it, that's the mm-hmm. vibe I got. But I, I really did not understand what the Teleclub was, but like it, it seemed like something. That There's a whole sense. mini game. Yeah, for that it. mini game was hilarious too. By the way, yeah, because it's like <laughs> really, yeah, it's it's one of these mini games. So basically, what, it what comes you up. You have to answer the phone using a quick time event. Then, when you answer the phone, you start having a conversation with the woman on the other end, and it shows you like four options of things you can say to them. But the options start like moving around, and you have to like basically aim a cursor and shoot the option you want to use. But in order to shoot the thing, you have to like <laughs> rotate your joystick in like a 360 degree motion while aiming the other one and let go. It's like almost like pulling back a bow and arrow. To- <laughs> Oh, yeah, wow. it's it's very involved. It took me a minute to figure uh, it, it out the first time. So, like, I did, like, a three-minute session. I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do to like, the second minute. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing that I love about it That's is, tremendous. like, and this is a thing that kind of comes back to how much I love Kiryu, is that uh, he goes at literally anything that he does with the exact same amount of intensity. Yeah. Like, if he is if he is fighting a Yakuza boss for his life... Or if he is trying to get a date at the telephone club, it is the exact same level of intensity. Like the way that he picks up the phone, it's this big slow mo shot of him picking up the thing and then putting it up to Moshi Moshi. Yeah. You know, like and it's just a, yeah, the Moshi Moshi cracked me uh, up so hard. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Like that's the that's the secret of the comedy in this series, is that Kiryu is up for anything and he goes at everything so hard he only has one speed it's 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 great but sorry i didn't want to it was just a that was just a thing i wanted to bring up somewhere i did too and i felt Uh, bad i didn't bring it up when we were talking about mini games because that one cracked me up so freaking hard (laughs) um but yeah so you're at the telephone club and i do think it's a thing where like women call in to talk to men and just try to arrange something or not depending on or just have a conversation with them but like Mm -hmm. um but so when you're in that phone club you're trying to get information about um this makimoto person and so like you're trying because like, apparently you've heard that they own a um sex slave ring essentially like prost- prostitution and so you're trying to get in yeah. touch with one of their girls so that you can find out more information about makimoto yeah and yeah. uh yeah you eventually get the, the call from the girl and she starts asking you about tattoos y- yes i have tattoos oh do you have a bat tattoo no. <laughs> no, no, I've got a, I've got a Hanya. You know, like you know, it's just, like <laughs> yeah, just, a, just a big Japanese devil. It's all good. It's, it's big. <laughs> so you end up talking this girl into meeting, and that's kind of where you like you get the information from her and stuff. But she drags you all over town, like you mm-hmm. have to spend a bunch of money on her. Uh, was she the first place she takes you? I think is the the club, the sushi. That's right, sushi. sushi. And then uh, from there to the dance club. Nope. But in between, there's one other thing she has you do. Because uh, it's the arcade, isn't it? Like, she has you do yeah. the crane that's machine. That's right. You have to get her yeah. to catch you. That's right. You have to get a UFO machine to uh, catch the, the claw. The then you go across the bridge. I'm only correcting you because I did this two <laughs> hours I love ago. UFO machines. Those are so much fun to just collect. Have you oh, found the side sure. quest with the little girl, like, wanting you to get different things yeah, out of it? Yeah, I, I completed that one because I was having so much fun with it. Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, and then when you're going across the bridge, that's where you get the dancing fighting style, correct? 
Yeah. Or uh, yeah, the breaker, breaker yep. fighting yes. style. Yeah, that's 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 pretty fun. Yes. Holy I like that shit! One for it's my least favorite in the game. Holy shit! I think I only used it. It's cool, but I can't make any use yeah, of I it. Switch immediately it's good if back. you're surrounded. That's the thing that I find. Yeah, but I'd still rather just you a couple hits with a slugger than try to spin on my head and kick five guys in the face yeah. doing like half the damage. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slugger gives you that damage and it gives you that widespread. Like, it, it's I, such a Yeah, good the thing about the slugger that you gotta be careful with is that you can't be too close mm-hmm. to a wall, otherwise yeah. you'll bounce off of that. And you get hit stunned like crazy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I do get hit stunned a lot. And it's <laughs> it's bothersome sometimes. <laughs> um, it, I do like that Anytime you like learn the new fighting style, Kiryu is like, "That's rad," and then Majima is like, "Holy shit!" That's <laughs> yeah, so funny, this is amazing. Yeah, I wanted to bring that. What, what is, which is your preference? That's oh, rad, or I like that's shit. rad. I like the I holy shit. Those, it cracked me up just to see I, Majima I that's open his one up really big, like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I like them both, man. I, if I had to choose, it'd probably be the holy shit. But the Kiryu's, Kiryu's face the, oh, That's rad. It's just... That's rad. <laughs> um, so this girl ends up telling you where you can... Doesn't she... She's the one that tells you where you can find... Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a Makimura. chiropractor, apparently. Okay. So this is where we're going to get into the area, Willie, that this is stuff that you'll be seeing soon. That's, that's fine. Okay. I'm okay with spoilers here because I probably should have got okay. a little further in the game than I did, but uh, let's, let's find out what happens next. Um, so you end up... You go to the... The massage parlor, I believe. Um, well, actually, I think you go home for the night to his apartment, and then you go to the massage parlor. Um, and you go there with a... What is the... Sh- is a wakizashi, I believe it yeah, is? Yeah, I think it's a wakizashi that he's carrying. Um, short short katana blade. It's like a dagger almost. Yeah. And uh, you go... It's into- kind of a signature weapon of Makima, uh, or of, uh, of Majima's uh, in the later okay. games. He really likes those kind of knives. Okay. Uh, so you go there, and you're looking for this person, uh, and you start looking at this sign that's got this big fucking beefy tattooed guy on it it's like the hands of god <laughs> and he's a massage therapist god so, handle. <laughs> y- you think that's like okay you're here to kill that guy so you're waiting and waiting and waiting and finally this this girl comes in like this blind girl and she's like i'll, I'll work on you and you're like no 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 no. i thought your back was killing you so you eventually give in and let her start working on you and you fall asleep yeah. while getting a massage <laughs> mm-hmm Aww. And when you wake up... He's been very tense. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I would be, too, after all this no shit. No kidding, dude. I, yeah. So he... Uh, when you wake up, you hear the voice of the guy coming in. And when he comes in, it's like that dude immediately knew what was up. Like, the blind girl obviously has no idea. You know what I'm saying? But the guy... Yeah, the, but he sees your... Ta- he sees Majima's tattoos, and he's just like, oh, okay, I see what's going on. You know, yeah. just... And he looks at that, and then he, like, both of them kind of, like, look down at that dagger that Majima's got, and they look back at each other, and the guy's kind of, like, walk. Now, I didn't realize at this point this girl was blind. I don't know how. I don't know how you didn't realize that either. <laughs> I don't yeah, know they how. do a whole comedy sketch, because when she first comes in, Majima just doesn't say anything and tries to, you know, like, yeah. flatten himself against the wall and not get <laughs> not get bumped into. But. See, I almost wonder if I got up to pee or something during that <laughs> and didn't think that that was going to be, like, a major thing. Um, because yeah, I, I didn't realize that up until this point. So when he was grabbing those needles and stuff, I was like, why is she not saying anything about him grabbing that, <laughs> those needles in this really, this, this really fucking tense moment that's going on right here? She is so oblivious. No, because when he grabs the that needles, like, about- he, she hears it. She's like, oh, are you going to give him the acupuncture treatment? Lucky day for you, Majima-san. 
He only gives that to preferred customers. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you end up having to uh, fight this dude. First, he sends her out to go get a pack of smoke so she doesn't know that you two are fighting. Correct. Correct. Uh-huh. It's very much like mm. they don't. It's like, they're both very respectful of this mm-hmm. thing. They're just like, wait till she leaves. And then they fight and then they hear her come back in. They stop fighting. <laughs> you know, what's the, but you end up having to fight this guy a little bit. And then shit just takes a left turn. Nate, yeah, like other Yakuza guys show up. You know? I was going to say, y'all talk. I have to pee really bad. So y'all talk about oh. this and I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> at that point, like six Yakuza dudes bust down the door. And they're like, we're here from Makimoto. And they're going after the girl and not the guy, much to your surprise. So, yeah, because it turns out that Ma- uh, Makoto Makimura is the blind girl. The target that you have oh. is the blind girl. Yeah, you were under the impression it was the big dude. Uh, it wasn't. So you fought this dude and beat him up for no reason. And as these Yakuza <laughs> are trying to um, get the girl out, they shoot him. Like, they shoot him twice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, like, it's a whole thing, you know. And Damn. so you basically have to, like, escape with uh, uh, with Makoto because shit's hit the fan. You know, Majima doesn't know what's up or down or anything like that. But he's just like, no, I'm not going to let these assholes just kill this woman. You know, like, if nothing else, it's my job. Yeah, you know, like, it's you my know. hit. I have to be the one that do that does this hit, if anything. So, like, he's like... He ends up fighting these um, Yakuza guys and gets them down the stairs, gets the girl down the stairs with him. And then you go into this stealth, almost like a stealth scene where you're trying to get back to somewhere you can find that's safe to just get away from the Yakuza with a girl. So you're like hiding by pedestrians while the Yakuza run by you. Otherwise, it instigates a fight where she can take damage. And if she dies, you lose the game, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like this, the yeah. first stealth scene you get in the game. And I was like, oh, no, not one of these. <laughs> yeah, it was like one of those lead quests where you're like you have to like guide them along yeah. that's always like a, uh but it wasn't, it wasn't that bad no yeah it, it, it wasn't was, bad i felt like it was really forgiving too like because like if you got spotted by the yakuza but you were by a pedestrian you could hit the button and it would still let you hide and you didn't have to engage mm-hmm. in the battle so i thought it was pretty decent um yeah yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, at the problem. end, you finally get to this like alley where you're finally safe and away from all the yakuza, and you, she just like falls to the ground and like starts grabbing your legs. Like, is everything okay? What happened to Lee Sun? Because Lee apparently is the guy that was the massage therapist or chiropractor, and he's like, "Uh, he's fine. He's fine. You'll be meeting him very soon." And then the chapter ends with him just unsheathing the blade, and then the chapter ends. Yeah. yeah, and then we cut back to Kiryu for two chapters. Yeah, so you're just like, yeah. you're just like what happened oh. here? It's like the, a huge <laughs> cliffhanger that like drove me bananas. And I was like, yeah, after really? that, I was like, I kind of want to get back to the Majima chapters now. <laughs> <laughs> the moment that reveal happens where it's like the one you're looking for is the girl, not the guy. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. What does a blind girl have to do with any yeah. of this? And mm-hmm. that's the big question that I still have, even because you know, I'm just I just now got back to Majima, um, and where I'm at. But I, the in my in my mind, I don't know if this is how it happened, but in my mind, when he pulled that dagger, you could see her reflection mm-hmm. in it. Like I don't know if that was actually the thing, but in my brain, that's how I remember that scene. And it's just like mm-hmm. that was such a powerful. Yeah. All of a sudden, just cut gone. I messaged Nate. I'm like. Bro, what the fuck? 
<laughs> he's like, he's like, chapter four. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good chapter ends. Like six is another one that mm-hmm. immediately jumps out to me that I'm not going to say another word about, other than chapter six is amazing chapter end. Um, but yeah, other than that, so that, that's where we are in the story so far. The story up through chapter four. I was wondering if you guys had any last thoughts about things that that happened to you while you were playing through the game. One thing that really killed me was that at the end of one of the things, I think it was, I got this as a request for a reward for one of the side quests. I think particularly the one where I helped the Kamurochi Silvers do their interview. So I got mm, two out of three, yeah, right, on yeah. that, I think. And it gave me an item called the Charismi- Charismatic Autobiography. So this item, it is great stats on it. Like you, if you equip it, it raises your defense, your weapon defense, and all this stuff by like three on each item category. But it also says if you equip this item, people are going to see it and want it and try to take it from you. You're like, okay, well I can handle a few extra fights. And so I didn't think of anything about it. I think I might have saved and quit after I equipped it. Next day I get back on the game and I'm like getting into all these fights, but they are so hard now. Like things that I was not like having any trouble with. I was starting to like take half damage in a battle against three like just random jobbers. Delinquents. Yeah, delinquents. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was like, what is going on? So I like... I was like, what is happening? So I Googled Yakuza Zero difficulty spike and somebody had mentioned this exact thing happened to them where they equipped this item (laughs) and then everything got balls to the walls hard on them and the second they unequipped it, things went back to normal. So I unequipped it. I was like, oh, thank God. I thought I was not going to have fun with this game anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you know that cat that trying to cross the bridge in his like varsity jacket and the moment he tries to cross it, he gets his ass beat. (laughs) That that quest is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. I love that. That was funny as hell. Just take off the jumper. I don't want to. (laughs) I love this jacket. So, did y'all have any moments Uh, like that when you were playing the game that just kind of stick out to you? It's like, oh, man, that's good. (laughs) I I really, uh, I started running into, I don't remember how I got it. I don't remember if it was one of the items I got when I realized that I had a ton of the challenge point things Mm. built up and I could go spend that at the shrine. You know, so now I have an item that dings anytime yep. I'm near one of those phone I cards, have that too. which is real nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But also, I, like I said, I don't know if I got it from that or if I got it from a quest or whatever, but I have this item that makes people, like, people started appearing, like, these guys in golden suits. Yeah. Oh, the Novo yeah. Rish. Yeah. yeah. And, dude, they give me, like, 500,000 yeah. yen if I it's beat them. It's one like, dude hey. that shows up. He's super easy to kill, and he has a ton of money. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those guys are awesome. I yeah, like I said, that. I don't remember that's if that was awesome. a CP thing. It was a CP thing. thing. That yeah, that's, uh, that's the completion yeah. points. Okay. Um, and I've heard, uh, I don't think I have it yet, but I've heard that Majima gets one. I won't say what it does, but apparently it makes running around really annoying. Mm. Uh, every step you take goes ching, 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 ching. And apparently that just gets grading after a while. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> but I'm not quite. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was trying to think of just like random things that I stumbled upon that like really like jumped out to me. Um, honestly, as, as dumb as it is, I've been really just happy with any time I go into the UFO catcher things and they have new yeah. stuff. Yeah, like, <gasps> yeah. Yeah, you can you can go to the clerk and be like, "Hey, can you reset the UFO catcher?" And he'll he'll change out the prizes. You know. Yeah. Like, like, yes, I had a point in my life where I would do every claw machine I saw in real life, and I got pretty damn decent at claw <laughs> machines for a while. Like, I miss those. I miss claw machines. I don't ever see them anymore. Yeah, me neither. 
Yeah, they have them at uh, they have those UFO machines at uh, round one arcades. You know, where it's like it's a thing where it's not about picking something up; it's about like pushing something off mm. of a thing. You know, and every time I'm I'm just an absolute sucker about <laughs> where I'm just like, nah, I can totally do it. And it's just like, nah, you can't. Um, I mean, you can, but it's gonna take a lot more effort. Yeah. than it should. <laughs> yeah. You know, just. Well, um, you boys want to uh, jump into some some fan questions? Yeah, let's hop into the mailbag corner. Yeah, do, 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 yeah do. let's go. Sounds good. I'm uh I'm trying to bring this back. This is something that me and Ryan used to do, where we would uh, I would post about the game on Facebook and stuff, and people would give me you know questions or comments, concerns about whatever we were talking about or gaming in general. And I was like, well, we haven't done that in a while. Discord's been popping, so I'll make a channel in there. So we got some questions. Um, one we already covered from Adam uh, earlier with the mini games. Um, and then here's one from Jeremy. If you joined the real life Yakuza, what would your role be? Who would like to go first? Yeah, I think that's a kind of a difficult one because in my mind, I have myself built up as like, I'm a big dude. I'm kind of not, I'm kind of tough and not scared of shit. But I know if I was in the Yakuza, I'd be a huge pussy. Like, let's be honest, guys. Like, these guys have guns. <laughs> these guys have knives. Like, I'm not standing up to these guys in a fight. Let's be 100% legitimate. <laughs> so, like, I'd probably have to take, like, on maybe, like, personal security detail for somebody higher up or something like that because i don't think that i could do a whole lot of just like the everyday grunt roughing people up all the time but maybe if i'm just in charge of taking care of one guy i can handle that (laughs) i like that though (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah like my my thinking was that i would just be like a numbers guy you know like a guy that you know runs the books for you know like some uh, some some bookie operation or you know like a pachinko parlor or something like that where i'm just like yeah like i'm i'm involved in shady dealings but i'm not like the violence guy because even though i'm a big dude i am just not built for combat (laughs) you know um Unfortunately, that was pretty close to my own answer. I'm like, I'm kind of the IT guy. Guess what? We're a bunch of nerds. Of course, that's going to be our answers. Yeah. I I, I fixed the computer. Did the Yakuza need a podcast? No, I think that, like... no, 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 but 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 seriously, I think I could I could do the accounting finance, the crooked finance, being the guy to make sure the books line up and making sure that if someone's books don't line up, oh, that guy's <laughs> going to get it from somebody else. From somebody else. Yeah. Well, not not for me. Not I'm not going to go. You know what, man? I could be I could beat you in a sword fight. I know I know foil fencing. Let's go. Oh shit! Foil fencing is not actually all that scary. It turns out. Whoops. So. I would be known as Kage no Yore, okay, the ghost of shadows. I would want to deal with anything CD that's behind the scenes, anything, uh, drugs, oh. sex, violence, any of that. Sure, I'm in. Um, I don't necessarily want to kill people, um, and if I can get into a situation where I'm going to keep all of my digits, that'd be nice because I do <laughs> like to play guitar. But you can play guitar uh, without your right pinky finger. You'll be okay. Yeah. They take your right pinky first. Your right? You're good. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah. Okay, I'll be all right. I'll be all right for a while. I need I need these fingers at least for tra- uh, Travis picking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> what you were doing there. Uh, yeah, man. I would I would want to do like you know somebody needs a couple kilos of heroin. Set that up for them. And you um, are from Florida, so this all makes sense. Some, somebody needs some titties to suck on. I can set it up for them. Somebody needs some. A wiener to suck on. I can set it up for him. What Man, if- there was a serious de- de-escalation from heroin <laughs> to titties. <laughs> just- 
I don't know, man. Like heroin's pretty major, but you know, titties are pretty major. Right? <laughs> do, do you want five pound of drugs? Do you like a tit? I'll take the tit. Thank you. <laughs> they bring you a bird. <laughs> but yeah, man, I would just I would, I would want to be in the the CD aspect of it, but like not the violence again. Like I I did enough of my fighting in my youth to know that like my hand is not going to survive many more punches. You know, so I just. I like the idea that you're like the grease that makes the greasy <laughs> shit greasier. Like that is way nastier and sleazier of an answer than yeah, yeah. Plus, plus, I just like Kage no Yore. That sounds cool. The ghost of shadows. <laughs> uh, so the the next question that we had up was from Kana, and is what theme would our bodysuit tattoo be? Because you know the Akas always, always have that. I saw this earlier and I thought a lot about it and I think that I would go with uh, so you remember the 90s those uh, those like streetwear Looney Tunes shirts <laughs> I think I'd go with something like that oh, no. <laughs> just a full back piece of like Tasmanian devil with a backwards hat <laughs> just it's like you just got like a fucking Bugs Bunny with a cigar counting money <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've seen I've seen Love memes it. going around uh, of uh, like when Kiryu takes off his shirt, like they've they've photoshopped his back piece to be like uh, the uh, like SpongeBob in like the pimp coat and everything. <laughs> Please post some of those to the Discord because that sounds hilarious. <laughs> I, that, like, yeah, I can only I think of this. that one, but I'm sure people have done other ones of that because that's a pretty easy yeah, template yeah. for a joke, yeah. you know, but. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so my pick is I. At first, I thought it was going to be like a big back piece of like an oni or whatever. But I thought about it more, and Nate said something that cracked me up so hard that I had to change my vibes. So what I want is that like classic like print of like a samurai with a tengu mask, that big ass nose, and he just <laughs> looks so fucking yeah. pissed. <laughs> The big nose that like comes out and then points up, like that is the shit I. So want. That I was awesome. looking into this too. So I was thinking about tattoos. One first, I was like, the obvious answer for me would be get a giant turtle tattooed onto me. But when you think about it, a yeah. turtle is very similar to a kappa, and I don't really want the associations of a kappa going on <laughs> my body. So we're not going True. kappa or turtle True. here. True. So I had to think long and hard about this. So I ended up going with. A foo dog tattoo for a couple of reasons. In the Japanese, it kind of has had me a protective, strong, courageous, good luck, and heroism. But also, Dresden Files kicks ass, and he has a foo dog in that book. So <laughs> I would like to go with the foo dog. Quick side. Nice. Way to make that one symbolically meaningful. Quick side. That's awesome. Dude, I downloaded a, a, a file, we'll call it, of Dresden, uh, Dresden Files uh, audiobooks. Dude, they're way fucking more than I thought. Yeah, there's a lot of those books, dude. There's a lot of fucking Yeah, books. there's like 15 right now? Or is it 16? I'm behind one. I think yeah. Skin Game was Holy the last shit. one I read, Paul, so... Yeah, there's uh, there's two after okay. Skin Game. There's uh, Peace Talks and uh, yeah. Battleground. Technically, it's one book that got split into two. I might have two. read Peace Talks. I'll um, have to remember. But yeah. who's buying, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Um... <laughs> he talks, but the, the so I was like thinking of Japanese mythological creatures that would look really cool, right? And I came across one called Yamada no Orochi, which is an eight-headed dragon. And I thought about you know getting okay. the base of it and stuff at the bottom of your back and having the eight heads kind of go out, have one go down the back of your arm, one come down the front of your arm, 
on both sides. You know what I mean? That's four. Then you have four other heads. You could have them wrap around your torso and maybe like breathing fire and stuff like that. That would be a cool way to go about it. And uh, it's it's got eight heads, eight tails, and red eyes with uh, moss trees on its back. Yo, check out this idea though. What if you had that, but like you started off with just the one head, and every time you did something that was dope as fuck, <laughs> you would get another head tattoo. Well, he did it with so many fucking heads. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna go with like, and then somebody cuts you across it, and you get two more tattooed on you like a Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just thought it was cool because this, this dragon apparently was so big that it occupied eight valleys in peace. Nice. So that's fuck cool. So I just figured like to be like the eight-headed dragon. You, you know, if you see that in the shadows, you know, hey, that guy can get me heroin or titties. <laughs> <laughs> but the two main food groups. And, uh, the other question we have, I'm going to sum up with one answer. Uh, Jeff uh, asked, can you explain to me why they would make a Diablo mobile game? And my answer to you is one thing and one thing only. And that is money. money. Capitalism. Money. Um, I believe, gentlemen, that that about wraps it up. Um, go through some house cleaning. But first and foremost, please, before I forget to ask this, Paul, plug your stuff, <laughs> my good sir. Uh, well, I plugged it up at the top. Uh, so I'll just take a minute to uh, plug a friend of mine's stuff. Uh, I got uh, My buddy Rick, uh, he is a writer. Uh, he wrote a fantasy novel called Fate's Pawn. Fate's Pawn. Uh, I'll, I'll say it correctly. Um, you know, it's pretty fun. Uh, you can find it on Amazon. It's pretty cheap on there if you if you get it on your Kindle. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, support a guy doing cool stuff. You know. Uh, I stream. Uh, I haven't been doing it much lately because uh, I'm going to be moving soon. So I'm getting my uh, house packed up. Um, but uh, I will be coming back with that uh, within within a month or so. So, um yeah, you can find me on there, uh, Waver Cross Comics on Twitch. True that, man. True that. All right. Well, then uh, I'll roll into, unless, please help me. Am I forgetting anything? Nate? I think you're good, no, brother. No, okay. Okay, cool. Um, then, oh, I'm, I'm not used to having to scroll down to find my stuff. Okay, there it is. So if you would please leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever you listen to your podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. If you give us a five-star review, uh, you rock. And that'll help us in the algorithms that I do not can't even fathom or begin to know how they fucking work but we do appreciate any and all reviews that we get i believe we're sitting at nine on itunes let's get that to ten let's get just one more just let's get that to ten nice even round number it'll make my ocd feel better let's get it to ten please and thank you um so if you want to come join our discord it's bit.ly slash tsmp discord all capital letters um come in hang out vote on the fan voted game which i believe right now american truck simulator is winning but uh, Shadow of Mordor <laughs> is trailing uh, pretty close behind. So if some new people wanted to come join the Discord and make the shift happen, that's that's up to you guys. Um, if you would like to join our Patreon, which we would uh, much appreciate, um, www. Wow, I didn't even have to do that part. Patreon.com <laughs> slash the Steam Machine Podcast. Uh, $1 a month will get you all the episodes early. And uh, anytime I do bonus episodes like music episodes or when I finally when I get around, if you want to hear me talk about the saucy game Galgun, hey, it's a dollar a month. Um, and if you want to donate ten dollars or more a month, you can get a shout out at at the end of each and every episode like these awesome people. Nate Sir Cogsworth, the seventh of Juniper, Jeff, the original expendable Mr. Syllables himself, old Jeffy Lube and Arisa Adam. Shout out to his podcast Revival and Extinction. 
Appreciate you guys very, very much. Uh, quick shout out to Yab's Pod, yet another bullshit podcast. This is a podcast that I do with my buddy Jeremy uh, each week. And also shout out to the JRPG Report, which is a weekly JRPG news show that I took over from my buddy James. You can check me out there as well. Um, you want a shirt? tsmpproductions.threadless.com and get you a Steam Machine podcast shirt and look spiffy and uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, you like our music? Uh, it's Nile the Nightmare. That's me. Bandcamp. Uh, Nile the Nightmare.bandcamp.com. You could buy my music there. Uh, and if you want buttons to all of this shit, plus the shit that Nate will probably just about tell you about, unless he doesn't want to plug anything because he hasn't been streaming lately, uh, you can go to <laughs> bit.ly slash the Steam Machine podcast, capitalized phonetically. And there are links to all the bullshit there, plus our episodes. Nate, please take over. Yeah, so like, like Alton said, I've been taking a break from streaming. I'll probably get back into it soon, so I'll go ahead and plug it again. But you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok, even though I haven't made a TikTok in months, at Turtle Bear Man on all of those platforms. So come chill, yo. And Nate was kind enough and rad enough to make us a Steam Machine Discord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a Steam Machine TikTok. So, and that's just the Steam Machine podcast, yeah. right? On TikTok. Come find us. Uh, the algorithm's so weird for tiktok i think we've had this conversation before that like some some of them are like wow that did really well and then others are like well, what happened what happened but it's great i, I love yeah. uh i was wondering about stuff. that too because like the half-life one in particular that we posted is done terribly and i'm wondering <laughs> if that's because the video is of us shooting people in the head that, that, that's, that's possible yeah that, oh, that might always do that <laughs> even though it's like clearly a video game like 90s yeah or to early two thousands, but yeah, it's peeped down on there. It's weird, but the yeah the amnesia one did like really really well. Which also amnesia is one of those games that people seek out to hear people get scared by it. So yeah, man, uh, Willie, you got anything you'd like to plug this week? Okay, no. <laughs> well then, in two weeks we will be back with uh, part two, uh, wrapping up Yakuza Zero. Paul, you're more than welcome to join us if you're busy. Of course, then by all means you don't have to. But uh, the offer is there and. Yeah, so two weeks, we'll be back here to wrap up Yakuza 0 and then dive into whatever Willie decides to choose. So listen to the next episode to find out. Yes. So for this week, they are the Brothers of Destruction. Thank you for joining us, one Paul Korn, Wayward Cross Comics. And as always, guys, I'm Dalton. Take it easy.